Hey, it's Jimmy and Chandler. And I'm Stephen Wall. So if you enjoy my antics on Kind of Movie Critics, then boy, do I have some great news. Chandler and I have a podcast called Act 3. We give the latest in film news, and we talk about movies, TV, pop culture. We break our topics down into three acts every week. Just like a movie. That's right, Chandler. It's somewhat informative and occasionally funny. <laughs> That's pretty high praise. Um, I was talking about myself. Oh, of course. You can find us on act3podcast.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. Enjoy the show. Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. It's mine the Mailman. It's your man Chandler. And I'm Young Lazy. Kind of Movie Critics in full effect. Uh, we're missing Jesse T and L. Corey for the holidays. Um, so, shout out to y'all. I know y'all ain't rapping presents. Um, they also like listening to this shit, but <laughs> it's fine. So, who's Martin dressed like today? <laughs> <laughs> Martin got that donuts in the corner. In the I mouth. feel like, I feel like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you two got donuts in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's that a euphemism for? I feel like this is exactly how, I feel like this is exactly how Spike would be dressed if you like ran up on him on the street. So. Facts. <laughs> Yo. That's it. And that's how he would talk. Yo. Um, so yeah, Martin, Martin has the Spike Lee outfit on today. Oh, Shout yeah. out to you, Spike, representing Green. Green, uh, it's Fort, Fort Green. Green. I was about Fort to say Green, Green Run. <laughs> That's nah. a whole Virginia Beach. Nah. Uh, so real quick, man, uh, we we don't have Jesse T or Corey, but we got somebody even better. Both of them put together, <laughs> and I hope they I hope they listen to this too. By the way, uh, uh, my big homie, my brother, um, my play cousin, my <laughs> and uh. uh, uh Motherfucking legend, man. Christopher Schaefer. Yo. Clap it up for, <laughs> Clap it up for young Chris. Actually, Martin's shirt says Bronx, and I believe that Spike is from Brooklyn. True. Yeah. It says Bronx Zoo on top of that. Yeah. Did you actually get that at the Bronx Zoo or at a Target? Yeah, at the Close Bronx. to the Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> at the Bronx Zoo. All right, bet. That's Marshalls. <laughs> right. The right. Bronx Marshalls. Yo, low key, when me and Corey lived <laughs> in the Bronx, low key, when, when we lived in the Bronx, me and Corey, fucking the Target was kind of lit on Friday. <laughs> mad Dominican women. It yeah, was, Target is always crazy. And you're in crazy. the Bronx. There's mad Dominican women uh, everywhere. But Target, but Target, it, it's different. It That's was different. That's you found the classy ones. It was yeah. different. <laughs> you know, it was different, the, the Target in the Bronx. But um, real quick, man, last night, uh, SNL. SNL had Eddie Murphy. Which uh, I didn't get a chance to see. Did anybody get a chance to see? Yeah, it? Yeah. No, but everyone on, on Facebook it. is saying like it was it was really good. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, and I, and I so I have to walk back what I was saying. I was a few episodes ago. I was saying Eddie Murphy coming back might be a bad thing because he looked like he was sort of off his game. Mm. I didn't think it was that good, really. Really? <laughs> of course oh, you shit. did. Here I think go. they did. They did like a lot of like sketches that were his sketches like of course they do Gumby they do uh, the pimp dude they do Mr. Rogers or mm-hmm. Mr. Robinson um, so there's like four of those sketches that he used to do back when he was on SNL uh-huh. and it doesn't really feel right mm-hmm. but um, but there were there were a few good sketches like some of the um, like digital sketches were pretty good okay you think that revisiting the old stuff didn't have the same appeal as nah. it does now yeah nah especially because the cast is like completely different so, was it their holiday special? Yeah, the Christmas one. I said so. The picture that's floating around was like the one with like Dave Chappelle, yeah. Tracy Morgan. Apparently, that was part of the um, Yeah, that was one of the best Chris parts Rock. of the show. Okay, yeah. that looked good. Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of like that he's coming back doing his old characters because, like, if if Tracy Morgan guest hosts and he doesn't do Brian Fellows, I'm like, what the fuck are we here for? Yeah. So I I just I don't know. 
That's just, but I get what you're saying totally. It's just kind of like there's a point where like Jordan doesn't need to come do like a high school pickup game. Like it's just. Yeah, what Jordan will probably do a high school pickup game. <laughs> Chappelle yeah. would be a good SNL host. He was. He, a, was. he was. Really? When? Yeah. He did it like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. he started yeah, you're right. Time. I mean, not no. even a whole year, I don't You're think. right, I, I remember like now. Was I tripping? Did I Chappelle... drink a lot, guys. I'm sorry, I forgot. That's funny. I'm just kidding. Did Chappelle, <laughs> did Chappelle smoke a blunt on SNL? Was that him? Was he, he was smoking a, a cig. cig or was it wasn't a blunt. Yeah, it was a cig. I was like, yo, this nigga off the chain. Yeah. He probably had the funniest joke in the monologue to me. Yeah, which one? Uh, I, well, I don't want to wait. I don't want to own it for people. Oh, when he yeah. said the half the which McCallum's budget. You talking about that part? He was like, "This is half." I haven't seen. Oh, that. that's yeah. I, I it was, was just thinking. in the monologue. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wasn't like a joke, joke. It was a monologue. Spoilers yeah. for SNL. Is that yeah. where we've come I, to? Right. Twenty nineteen. So that was obviously that was an iconic moment having all those guys on the stage together. That was pretty yeah. iconic. But I got I got to be real. I think Chris has. I think Chris is responsible for. If you had to ask me the most iconic photo of the year, uh, if if you guys online have seen the photo of like uh, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, um, uh, Wesley Snipes, and Eddie Murphy that was floating mm-hmm. around from like when they were recording Bad Boys 3 and, and Coming to America 2, Christopher Schaefer, our guest today, was the man who took that photo. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to clap it up on a. Yeah. We've mentioned it before on the podcast, but you being here is different. So we want to make sure we clap it up for yeah. that, man. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of a moment, bro. You got yeah. you got to paint something for us, man. No, it was definitely uh, surreal. Mm. It was definitely surreal because I mean, first of all, I'm in Atlanta at Tyler Perry Studios um, working with Will Smith. First of all, that's a big. And, and forgive me, I, I'm getting over the flu, so right. so like I might sound crazy. But um, but yeah, so so we were sitting there filming, and we were just doing like some pickup stuff, and all of a sudden, like Will was in the middle of a scene, and then Wesley Snipes pops up out of nowhere, and we knew that they were filming coming to America there, right? Um, but we hadn't seen anybody, and then Wesley Snipes comes out of nowhere, and he's got like his full most of his costume on. He's got like his hair done and like his bottom half of his costume on, and he's just like on his cell phone. Taking pictures of everybody, like wow. he's fanning out. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. And I'm like, yo, that's Wesley Snipes. That's crazy. <laughs> so um, when we finished the scene, you know, him and Will, you know, they chatted for a minute, and then we walked back to Will's trailer, mm-hmm. and um, and then Eddie's daughter. See, I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was Eddie's daughter. Okay. Um, Anyway, she was in full costume, came over and wanted to take a picture with Will, and then everybody was just like, let's go to Eddie's trailer. Oh, shit. And so, like, it just became, like, a gang of people running over to Eddie's trailer to, like, get him to come out and stuff. Wow. And, yeah, he came out, man. That moment was legendary. It felt like a 20-minute situation, and when I look back at the footage, it was only six minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's a heavy six minutes, though. Yeah. A lot yeah. can happen in six. Um, no, that's a, that's a... That was big, man. That was big for the culture, too, man. Just, you know, uh, from what Tyler Perry's doing, you know, we've talked about this on the show, but that is kind of like, that's the anchor of it, right? Like, you create something like that, and then you... You're able to have these big ass moments, these legendary moments within that man. Tyler Perry's got to be somewhere sitting like Anthony Hopkins on Westworld. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? like I created this yeah. shit. You know? That's big. When you sit back and look at it, man. You're like, wow. Like, how did the stars align for that moment? Yeah. That six minutes of just all those people right. that, and then Tracy Morgan comes over. Right. And, you know, all these people from the cast come over. 
the people from coming America coming to America came over. They like, wanted to see Will. Yeah, yeah. well, they wanted to see everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Together, yeah. um, they wanted to see Martin. You know, um, Eddie and Wesley. Like it was insane. Right. The directors of Bad Boys came over. I remember them in the footage, insane. Yeah. So so. After a moment like that, do y'all go back to the scene or do y'all just like break for the day because it's such like a high strung moment? Oh no, like we that. jump right back into it. That was actually our last day of filming okay. uh, for 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 that uh, shoot. So yeah, we jump right back in after that. And, That's dope. Yeah. It's so cool to hear you describe the circumstances around it because like just sitting at home seeing that on Instagram, I was like, oh well, this was probably set up like their agents mm. like set up for this and had you know photographers ready or whatever. But hearing that it was really something that just happened organically. Yeah, it's I mean, so cool, man. When you when you get to sit back and watch like the films being made and you look at the schedule and how everybody operates, there's so many people involved in just shooting, you know, the film that we were working on, but right. also so many people involved that were shooting coming to America. Yeah. For that little bit of space to align for them to just say what's up, and that's really all it was. Incredible. What's up? Damn. <laughs> no, that's crazy, you know? man. That's crazy. Well, yeah, so kudos to you for that, man. That was big for the culture. Um, and, I, you know, I've told you that off mic. but uh, And if that wasn't enough, right, you would think that, like, that's legendary enough. Um, another reason why Chris is here, uh, just transitioning into the, t- into the topic of uh, Star Wars, uh, is Chris has been on the fucking press run <laughs> <laughs> for Star Wars with, with John Boyega. That's my cousin, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> creating a bunch of – creating some of the flyest content, like – just me, you know, to you seeing like your growth in that space of like social media content, the shit that you were creating for John, dog, I was like, yo, this is it's next level, bro. It's really, really, really it's dope. out of space. It's out of space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, out yeah. of this world. Nah. So, so just, you know, Chris's ass, and and I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I'm not. I'm probably not the most jealous. I know Lizzie. And uh, Chandler are probably the most jealous here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Right Pretty now. much. Martin, too, but he's good at being a hater undercover. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the beanies do. They hide the hate. Beanies hide the hate. You always have on a hat, too. So, so, Chris being on the press run for Star Wars, you've been in close proximity of like J.J. Abrams and all the stuff that's been happening that we see on, like, on IMDb, all these. Uh, what, what kind of cons? What do they call these? Like something like Star Wars con, or is there like a special name for these things? What D twenty three? That's the Disney con. I that's think. Disney con. I don't. Well, the Star Wars have their own stuff too, though. Yeah, there's like, like I don't know what yeah. you're trying to refer to, but like there is a Star. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Star like Wars up. convention that does happen. I'm cool. actually going to it next yeah. year at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. I got my tickets. Nice. Uh, got them early. Yeah, that's good. You kind of have to. It's kind of a stressful thing to plan. It's, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Frankly. I bet. Yeah, I bet. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, is, was there a special name for like everything that was happening with the press run, or was it just uh, a press so run? yeah? What they, they call it a press junket, where you go out and you go and speak to all of the press that come out and talk about the movie. You know, uh-huh. the movie's getting ready to come out, so you got all these outlets that are like, you know, they want to write reviews, they want to have interviews and stuff like that. So if we did what. Um, we did New York, L.A., um, Brazil, mm. Tokyo, and London. Mm. So it was a lot of press. And did did they did they premiere the film at each one of these? Uh, the two premieres that we went to was in L.A. and in London. Nice. Yeah. So I'm sure seeing it like, so was it like open to the fans too? These premieres. 
Uh, I, I'm not or sure how that a, works. I oh, think you okay. can. I think that there were fans there. Okay. Um, like in LA, there were select fans. I think it was something like around 200. Nice. Uh, you know, just kids and super fans and stuff. I mean, they were all in their costumes. That would have been <laughs> different. Yeah. Did you Definitely. get to watch the the movie in the Dolby Theater in L.A. where they premiered it? Yes. Wow. I've seen it twice. Uh, I've seen it in L.A. and then mm-hmm. the one in London. Uh, wow. Were you sitting next to anyone cool uh, at either premiere? Like, were you next to John or, like, you had kind of had your own little area that they put you in? Or Billy D or anything like that. I'm trying Ooh, to remember. Buddy. It's all like a big blur right now. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, it was so much. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a whole lot going on. Yeah, you was on the road for like a month. A whole month. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember. Where did I sit? <laughs> I sat in the theater. <laughs> look at them, folks. And I watched Star Wars premiere. <laughs> yeah, look, that's cool, man. Look at them, folks. That's rich people talk right there. I don't even remember yeah, right. who I was sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, that's like, I mean, so many people's like... Dream yeah. and you just live through Yo, it, man. You know what's insane, man? I know that you guys are super Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, yes. I'm about to drop a bomb. Go oh, ahead, please. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Before this, I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Ooh. That makes that sounds about right. Yeah, that's how the universe right. works. I've never works. seen a Star Wars movie, <laughs> and and I made it. I made it a challenge on myself. Right? I tried to start watching uh, Episode Seven before I left, but timing wise, it was like Thanksgiving. That is before not we at left. all where you should start with this. Yeah, series. yeah. I, I mean, no, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I know, I know Star Wars. I get the whole concept. You know, coming you're like, yeah, it's kid. Wars in the Stars. I get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, the red dwarf, the black hole. They're arguing. I get it. There's a dude in a black mask, you know. Um, Dark Vader or some bullshit. Yeah, Dark Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that his name? But no, but but so I tried to start watching it and I couldn't really do it because it was like right before Thanksgiving. So I had like a lot of prep to do and stuff like that and then Mm -hmm. family. So what I did was like, I'm going to try and see how long I can go without mentioning to anybody that I haven't seen any Star Wars films. And. Just to see how far I can get through the press junket. <laughs> and I made it all the way through to L.A. before I saw the first film. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, okay. And we can get into the review of it. But. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, we know you ain't going to be real because you've been sitting next to certain niggas. Oh, you no, don't want to see them. Are you going to keep it real? So wait, so you, fir- the first one you saw is the topic of today's episode? Yeah, exactly. Rise of Sky- That's wow. the first Star Wars I've seen from front So to you're going to have a crazy perspective on stuff. It's going to be I'm interested different. to hear it. It's going to be different. Well, let's get into it then, man. Um, so, and, and side note. <laughs> we, we just got Chris's introduction to Star Wars. Like, what was, what was yours, Martin? So probably the prequels is the first time I saw anything Star Wars. Really? So you watched Dang. the prequels before the original trilogy? Yeah. Oh. Dang. I didn't know that. That sucks for you. <laughs> like I, then I imagine you just come into this like, okay, cool. This is not really that cool. Right. Well, I mean, back then I was a child. So like when you're a child, you like everything. So I liked the prequels when I saw them, especially yeah. the first two, because I didn't know like. Didn't know better. Yeah, I didn't know any better. Yeah. On our previous Star Wars episode, like I, I, I was not a child. Well, I was a child technically. I was a teenager and I was like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. Martin, how, how old are you? Can I ask that? You shy about that? I'm 30. You're I'm 30? 30 right now. Oh, okay, yeah. so you're five years older than me. I'm okay. five. Or I'm five when uh, episode one comes out, right? So, so you're 10. Yeah, you're 10. Yeah, I was 10. And so probably, th- I yeah. feel like that age, like well, both of us are right in the pocket for like enjoying the prequels. I mean, because yeah. I had I had seen the originals. My grandpa was like super duper into Star Wars. Showed me the, <laughs> the VHS tapes. Got me into the action figures and stuff. And 
uh, then took me to uh, the showing of episode one, The Phantom Menace, and I think that's when it really hit me. You know, that was the one where I was like, this is a movie for me. Because you I, saw yeah. it in the theater, you were having that experience? Yeah. But and that so wasn't the first one It was huge, too. No, like, I had seen the, the originals, originals, but I, I think the prequels captured me. And, like, all through it, like, episodes two and three were, I mean, Revenge of the Sith was the biggest thing in my life. And I was 10 when that came out, so you would have been uh, 15. 15, yeah. Yeah. Did you, were you still into it at 15? Yeah, I still was. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I feel like... It, and I still love the prequels. I mean, I still look yeah. fondly on them. I know that they have a lot, a ton of problems, but I'm fascinated with them as like looking into this guy who, you know, started off being this beloved figure, George Lucas, and then really, I mean, became like this hated guy from the fandom of Star Wars. That I, I, really? Yeah. I, I'm just so interested oh, in. Metachlorians killed it. For oh, him. they they hate him. <laughs> the Star Wars fans hate him, and I, and I I really love him, and I'm so I think the prequels are so interesting because the ideas that he's exploring. Um, in comparison to what he was exploring in the original films are like, you can really see the growth of an artist. Regardless of the quality of the product he's outputting, I think that his journey as a creative is fascinating. And I do wish that he was still involved. Did George Lucas do the prequels? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he did them so, himself. Like. Yeah. Right, like the original, he wrote and directed the first Star Wars, but Hulk. other people directed the other two. Yeah. And he didn't write the screenplays either. He wrote drafts. And then other screenwriters and directors made those films. He just uh, EP'd them. And then the prequels are written by, produced by, directed by George Lucas. A hundred percent out of his mind. And it's kind of a big topic of the production of those films. And nobody told him no on anything. Mm -hmm. So it really is like the closest you'll ever get, uh, barring like James Cameron and Avatar and probably Mm -hmm. the Avatar sequels, to like uh, an unfiltered view from one auteur's mind you know what's what's crazy i didn't even like because i was so young when i saw it i didn't even know anakin skywalker was darth vader until i did (laughs) so i did third movie oh wow okay that is funny that was a surprise to you yeah that is funny i think though what's funny what's funny about this is like how when we talk about the prequels and you guys being like no that's cool because i was a child that's exactly how i feel about the and then like how people now are like it doesn't feel the same yeah. with the the new trilogy mm-hmm. that's exactly how i how felt as a teenager watching this because i was such a little kid um i the first actually the first star wars movie i saw was return of the jedi because i was like four when it came out and it was like on hbo same here so i watched return of the jedi and then i went back and watched the previous movies Mm. um so i actually came in on the last movie at the time not thinking that you know when i'm an adult i'm still gonna be excited to do this shit Mm. yeah and so like um having grown up as a little kid with the original trilogy and then when the prequels came out, I was like, what is this bullshit? And I feel like that's what's happening to y'all now. <laughs> this trilogy comes well, out. Hold on, wait. And y'all are like, this is, this is different. That, that's not necessarily how I feel. That's not how you feel. I don't feel, appreciate but... being colored that way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, I, feel like some, I feel like some people, like, that's their reaction. That's that right. people who were your age when it came out yeah. now that with the new ones are like, oh. Well, can we just say that, like, Star Wars has, like, the worst fandom like of all the nerd fandoms i would say like star wars we're probably the biggest star Trek is and, and dc fans oh, I oh, think, we're the biggest asshole, are yeah. like the worst and and you know the internet and like reddit and all the the avenues for people to go complain about stuff which is that's good that we can you know have a community and stuff but like <laughs> star wars fans just get so 
uh, nitpicky and upset and angry about stuff. And I, it's not like I don't have my complaints about things, but the the conversation just becomes so exhausting. That's why I came in today, and I, the first thing I said was like, "I'm really sick of talking about Star Wars." Right. I, I saw it, you know, two days ago. I've had one podcast about it already. I've talked about it with several friends and I feel like, man, like I it's just, just taking so much out of me because people get so They get right. amped about it. Yes. Oh. And 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 I do too. But it just kind of They take the fun out of it. It stops being fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it because there's like this thing where you're trying to talk about your opinion about the movie and if someone doesn't agree with you, it's like, oh you're wrong. You're right. And let me tell you right. why you're wrong. And we, we can't just have like opinions about it anymore. Gosh. I think that speaks to the state of the internet and the world and uh fandom. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Right. Yeah. I made it a point though. Did I, did any of you who follow me on social media know that like the day that it came out, I was like, if you do not like this movie, do not fucking tell me that. Yeah. Like keep that shit to yourself. I don't care if you don't like it. Let me watch it and feel how I feel. But I also gave other people that respect. After right. I watched the movie, I didn't post about it and when people have because you know if you've if, if you've been on my instagram like if it's funny to me because i'll like meet a new guy and go on a date and they'll be like you like star wars and i'm like have you seen my social media like mm, yeah. have you have we met <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's great that you're going out and meeting people yeah, that, and going on that, dates congratulations that, con- that, that honestly that sentence sounded wild i'm not gonna lie to you. it sounded did it sounded, i go on dates no, I it just, no no it just sounded like it just sounded like it's like mad dates going on <laughs> yeah like, like, like you're, you're really... just like putting yourself like yo like yo date here date there like, like an auction out this well. That's what it sounded like for a second. I mean, you know, uh, living my life. So, so. Real quick, Chandler, you said you did a podcast. What podcast would that be? Oh, you you know, have a podcast, Chandler? That's right. That's right. I got this other show called Act 3. You can find it at act3podcast.com. Uh, Treasy was on a recent episode uh, to talk about uh, The Irishman, yes. which is a, we had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we just recorded our uh, Star Wars episode on, on Friday. And where can they find that again? Act3podcast.com. <laughs> good, and, good. And I'd say that, you know, I actually didn't get to sleep between seeing the movie Thursday night and recording the podcast on Friday, which was like 16 hours later. Oh, that's not healthy. No, it was bad. Um, But it it did. You were charged up with opinion. Well, and here's the thing. It becomes to it becomes to very strong Star Wars fans trying to grapple with. Their um, ideas that are still very oh, fresh. You, right. Oh, you and Steven? Yes, me and Steven. Like, we went in without an outline because we were like, let's just let the ideas. Because we're still like, I mean, you know, after you see a movie like this and you're so into it, you kind of, you, you just have all these swarming ideas. And I, we talked, I mean, for like an hour and a half um, about the movie and I don't know if it makes any sense I have to edit it today and it'll come out uh, welcome to my life <laughs> it, it will be out already by the point that this episode drops um, but yeah man I, I hope that getting through my raw feelings like that uh, will make this conversation a little bit easier but Hopefully. it's funny though like I just want to tell you shout out to you because like I had pinged you about something and you hit me back in the middle of the night you're like I didn't sleep but you didn't I, I purposely did not ask you how you felt about the movie. Shannon, I didn't tell you because he, he didn't volunteer. Yeah. So I was like, "See, that's a good friend." No, I had people asking me too, like um, Friday night, like or Thursday night, and all through Friday, like, "How'd you feel about it?" I'm going to see it tonight, and I just kept telling people, like, "Nah, watch it yourself." I mean, you can. By the time you see a movie in 2019, if it's a big franchise film, you already know the Rotten Tomatoes score, the critical reaction. So, you know, that's there if people want it. I purposely right. avoid that. I want to have my own opinion. So I, that's interesting that you say that because I, I also want to preface this with like I, I read a ton of reviews going in before, but that's because I followed all the leaks 
of oh, this movie. And I didn't. I purposely avoided them. So there's something crazy going on. I think it must be a bad robot because everything for The Force Awakens leaked before that movie came out. The whole plot, everything that was going to happen. Like virtually nothing leaks for The Last Jedi, save for like a few concept art designs and stuff. Mm. But none of the plot. Oh, go, keep on. And then, and then Rise of Skywalker, it even more explicit leaks than The Force Awakens right. where, I mean, th- you know, three, four months ago, I'm reading in-depth descriptions of every scene in the movie. Right. And it seemed like so detailed. I was like, somebody made this up. Real quick, real quick, because – so, I, so Chris, I was on Chandler's uh, show last time – or. Uh, one of his last podcasts for The Irishman. And we talked about Star Wars. And during that time, that's when that whole thing with John Boyega and the script happened. Oh, yeah. And he had a theory that that it was, uh, that was a media. studio, it mm-hmm. was a studio ploy, you know, for, you know, whatever, advertisement. Can you answer that question? Was I mean, I don't, I can't validate that. I yeah. don't know what Did, it is. I mean, I know, I know the story of, you know, he, he was moving apartments uh-huh. And the script was under his bed, right? Um, but and you know, did you witness the the? Did he get chewed out by the studio? Like, what do you think? That I that didn't was witness any of that. I, okay. I did witness him get ripped apart by media every interview. Right. What happened? What happened? What happened to the script? How did you leak it? Right. And then, you know, just over and over, constantly mm-hmm. having to explain it. That has right. Been That's yeah, got to be yeah. But but do you, you don't think that that was a studio ploy though? That seemed like something that you know. I don't put happened. anything past anything right. nowadays because sometimes. Man, you look at stuff and you're like, yeah. was that intentional? Right, right, right. You know, I think it's a. I I think that that was Disney's way of trying to spin the leaks into uh. something fun and like, hey, you know, John Boyega goes on Kimmel and talks about how this happened because I mean, the leaks that you, I mean, it's like concept art designs, like all this stuff was leaking that John Boyega didn't have like a book of concept art nah, sitting under right. his bed, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, could, right, could take. Um, but you know, I, that kind of stuff happens, and I, I decided to engage with it because I think it's fun to follow all that yeah. stuff, and I don't think it hurt my enjoyment of the movie at all. Oh, it, good. it definitely takes away the element of surprise. Did it help but you I align with? Did it help you align with the story? So that's an interesting question. I don't know because I, I can't I can't have the opposite experience of going in and um mm. and, and going in cold. But I will say some of the crazier twists and turns that the story takes. Maybe it helped me that I knew they were coming mm. because some of those things I still don't like and I <laughs> might have really disliked if, if they were a surprise. If they were a surprise. I might have had like, oh, no, 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 no. Whereas I was like, okay, this is the part where we're going to get to this reveal and, you know, so maybe it helped. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Well, so out of curiosity, then, so going into this film, was is are are these Star Wars films? Because I mean, every, well, if you don't know my backstory, I mean, I kind of the same as you, Lizzie. I saw uh, Return of the Jedi young. I I didn't. I've never been a fantasy guy, so it's never been a big thing for me. Same. Uh, but I was working at AMC Twenty Four in Hampton when uh, the the prequels came out. Because we and, were grown ass people. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were grown. I was That's in college, wild, paying dude. real tuition, and uh, <laughs> and um, and I just remember like the whole fanfare of it just turned me off. I was like, because the people were obnoxious, weird. And yeah, and I was just like, I'm good. You know so what? that like, sort of continued for me. This, Why are this these grown was the men take- wearing kimono? Yeah, it was like that type. Now, shit. I do have I'm a costume, but I'll admit that the people are weird that yeah, we, I mean. you know what i'm the opposite like on may the 4th i am at the late lightsaber battle like with my kid and all of my other blurred <laughs> friends like out there like we black people out here being nerdy as fuck and right. it's great but we established on the previous star wars episode that was like episode three of, of uh yeah that was this, early on this podcast yeah. um that was my first episode yep. that 
if you have a thing that you love, Treasy is a hater, and he's facts. like, fuck oh. that thing that you love. No, like, yeah, he's, he's like, anything that you, like, go super hard for, he's, yeah. he's anti that. So, like, if you are, like, Harry Potter fan that dresses yeah. up, he's like, fuck you and your wand. Yeah, that's just in my <laughs> DNA. It's crazy. I don't no, even I mean, know why I'm I feel that, because I'm that way about things that I'm not into, too. Like, Lord yeah. of the Rings, like, I'm like, eh, whatever, I don't care about I'm it. Not right. into Doctor Who, get away from oh, me yeah. with your Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> I'm not Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter's cool. But see, that's, it's things that I'm into. And like I said, I mean, I got, like, multiple lightsabers and thousands of dollars worth of action figures and, and, a, and a costume and like but I'll still admit like that's weird I go to the movie theater I see somebody dressed up I'm like he was laughing. But, I was on the phone with Treasy because I did. I needed like I don't have all of my Star Wars gear is like summer stuff. So I was like, I needed I need a fucking sweatshirt before yeah. I go. And like me and him were talking about some business shit on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's uh-huh. like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm going to Target to get a fucking to get some merch. Yeah, sure. I gotta be in I gotta be in character when I get there. So. Yeah, but, but you totally had on merch when you went. Yeah, to. did you see my outfit? It yeah, was sweet. I did. It was so cute. I had my leather biker jacket on so that I could look cool and people would know I was a cool guy. <laughs> and then uh, I had a black a black because that's what on. a Lego jacket signals. Yes. Uh, do you remember the uh, the uh, rhinestone stormtrooper shirt from the Mark Echo collection from Star Wars? <laughs> what? Yeah, Mark Echo? Yeah, 2005 Mark Echo uh, does like... You were like, like two years old. No, I was 10. I was 11. <laughs> I was totally into it. So, uh, yeah, 2005 Mark Echo does this limited Star Wars run like in promotion for Revenge of the Sith. And the stuff was like limited edition. It was mm-hmm. kind of hard to get. Um, so mine is like a black shirt with a stormtrooper on it, but it's all in rhinestones of different colors. Oh, it's nice. very cool. And then I did, I wore a lightsaber on my belt. The Skywalker suit. You still have that shirt? <laughs> yeah, I only wear it yeah. now because it's old now, so I only wear it for premieres, and I wear like a shirt underneath so that I don't have to wash it because I really don't yeah, want it to fall it. apart. That, that's machine wash delicate right there. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, delicate absolutely. cycle. So wait, my you, rhinestones. you said the Skywalker, so you have Anakin's lightsaber. I have, so, or you know. Or Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, it's the Rey version from The Force Awakens, which is very similar, minus like one thing from the Luke Empire Strikes Back version of the saber, but it's Anakin's saber. It's but yeah, but you that's look. We're getting into like real nerdy yeah, stuff. It is it is in story purposes. It's the same saber that Anakin had, but okay. they they change the design sometimes drastically between movies. So my oh, version okay. is the you uh, got the blue one. The I mean, there's multiple blue ones, but oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, he, I'm talking about the, the Skywalker, Skywalker saber. Sabers. It's in this movie. Yeah. The blue one. Okay. So I was just asking. <laughs> the Skywalker <laughs> saber. Yo, we got to get this to the show. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Right. I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. Cut Jeff. it all out. I'm just messing with you. I'll tell you what was a I cheat wasn't code even for asking me, to fucking like test you. I just wanted to know. <laughs> Martin, out of curiosity, do you have any merch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I have any Star Wars merch. Right, because your nickname is Martin the Merchman, though. Right? <laughs> Martin the Merchman. Yeah. So, so, so just I so we know where you night. stand. I gifted me with a, with a, with a Darth Vader phone. Funko Pop that I don't already own. So. Nice. So out of curious, so I I would put Chandler on a scale of one to ten, right? In terms of like fandom, I'm putting Chandler at a ten, and because of his passion, I'm gonna put Lizzie at a nine point five because I don't know if she's as passionate as Chandler is. Me and Chris are probably on low on the totem pole. Very low. Where, where do you sit? I'm probably like a seven. I mean, honestly. I love Star Wars, but the reason I love Star Wars has, like, nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. It's all about, like, Knights of the Old Republic, which was the video game on, like, Xbox that I had. No, I think that's... Yeah. That was a huge deal, though. I mean, like, this stuff around Star Wars, around the main films, for so many people that grew up between... 
trilogies or whatever, like that expanded universe stuff is like what defines the fandom for so many people. I think that's really cool that Knights of the Old Republic is your thing. Well, you're right because for my daughter, she like is all about Rebels. (laughs) Rebels is great. Have you seen Rebels? Nah. Have you seen Clone Wars? Because I mean, there's these animated shows. I've tried to watch it, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I mean, Clone Clone Wars is a little tough. I think Rebels is much easier to get into. I mean, that's much more of a time commitment than you know. Oh yeah, it's a lot of episodes, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, it's like you have to. To want to, you know, yeah. envelop yourself in Star Wars TV to get into that. Did Did you play the Force Unleashed? Yeah, I played. Yeah, that, that <laughs> game's going on. Related to yeah. that, well, here's the thing though, because John Boyega has said that that's what got him into Star Wars. You know, right. John Boyega, a close personal friend of Chris Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he said like the Force Unleashed is like that was his game that like really brought him into the universe, and that was a huge thing for me too. Yeah, I'm playing the new one now, the new Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. I think Order. I'm getting it for Christmas. I already had the whole John spoil for me though. So, yo, oh, wow. Ch- this is crazy. <laughs> Chandler's like lit up over here, man. You like this is deep. You're you're into like every nook and cranny of Star Wars. So, but here's the thing, though. Uh, out of curiosity, over the years, how much money do you think you've spent just in gifts and like been gifted and own personal purchases? I mean, of Star Wars? it's definitely. I mean, I, I really don't even know how to estimate. Like tens of thousands, probably not. Probably okay. not, but okay. maybe a, a few thousand. Yeah, I would say probably five is like if my whole life Sheesh. five might be if you if you took all the I'm market nowhere value. Nowhere near that number. Wow, <laughs> all the MSRPs of the things I own. Oh, it's like lower, but you're saying like if you were gonna sell it. Well, no, because that's the thing too. Like Star Wars stuff has this. You have this idea of like you know collecting toys and they get so valuable that's like the old star wars yeah, stuff new star wars, wars stuff very little of it has any like higher resale value mm-hmm. you have to get lucky so it's almost like you're playing the lottery mm-hmm. uh-huh. like i might go out and buy like six figures and i'm trying to pick the ones that i'm like this one's going to be hard to find this one's going to be desirable gotcha yeah, it's there's this whole i'm science like you said i am involved in like every <laughs> <laughs> a splinter yeah. cell of the Star Wars fandom, but I don't think that that makes me any more a Star Wars fan than Lizzie or Martin or even you guys, right. because that doesn't make me any better than you. It's not better. No, clearly it's not sure. better. <laughs> sure. But You're there very are passionate. The people who are into the same stuff and into it as much as I do, yeah. do have that viewpoint. Oh, and that gotcha. goes back to the toxic fandom. Oh, okay. But I'm I saying I, fandom? I, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not like But you're not like no, that. Gotcha. No, no, you just feel very passionate. So let's actually jump into the movie, because we're, we're kind of dancing around it here, Um, and I, I want to get into the actual film itself. So... Are Star Wars movies, do you go into these movies with predictions or do you just, is it just like a continuation of what's already happening? So I, I did not do what Chandler did and like read any leaks, but I was very much into fan theories. Okay. So I heard some crazy shit and one of them actually ended up being true. Okay. Um, about like Ray's origin and like, but the way that the people, um, come up with it. I mean, at this point, if you're listening, we're spoiling the fucking movie. Yeah, we so, spoil everything. Her being a Palpatine, I saw like a fan theory about this on YouTube. These people, mm-hmm. so when we were talking about on Watchmen, how they're like, if you look at the knuckle, you can see that that's Yaya Dubatine's mm-hmm. hand because the patterns on his fingers. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Wow. So, same thing with this. They were like, if you listen to Ray's theme, her music, it's very similar. And they were like, if you move this note over here and this one and you change the time signature just so, it is the same song. And can, I'm like, can I hit, that's hit probably that. a thing. It probably so, is a thing. Yeah, Stephen Wall hit me with that on our, on our Act 3 episode. And I, as a musician, like I did go to college and study music. 
I think that you you can draw lines between any two pieces of music. You're right. <laughs> because there's only so many different intervals between notes and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I'll say I've looked at – there are plenty of, of uh, instances of John Williams weaving other characters' themes into other themes mm-hmm. for thematic purposes uh, in the story, not just the music. I do not think that is one of them. Like, wow. I think you could – come up with just as much compelling evidence that Ray is a Kenobi or a Skywalker mm-hmm. or is the secret daughter of Han and Leia. Like you people are just guessing. That it's guessing because the, I don't there's no master plan. Uh, clearly when you see this movie But to yeah, me Ray's theme sounds more similar to Luke's theme than it does to the Emperor's theme. I don't I mean it's sure, but like it sounds similar to whatever you want it to. I, I saw somebody <laughs> you know drawing comparisons from that and Kylo Ren's theme too. But like I think the biggest takeaway from this movie is like, oh well they're just making this up as they go along. Right. So that was my this thought. This is no too. master plan here. Right. And that was my thought too. I don't think that when the story started that JJ Abrams was saying she's Palpatine's granddaughter. I don't think he was saying that. So for John <laughs> Absolutely Williams to not. have the foresight right. to put those two things it's together, fiction. I'm like, it, you guys people, are nuts. Yeah, people are making stuff up. And the fact that you have to reveal, you know, set the stage for Palpatine coming back in the crawl, because it's that, we got we to gotta just establish this. Put it in the trailer, put it in the crawl, so that everyone just knows, and hopefully they accept it when you walk in. So are we talking uh, about it now? Uh, we talk about okay, whatever so you want. So I, I understand why they did that. And now, and now that I do understand why they did that, like I'm pissed. Watching the movie, I would have rather just had it be a surprise that the Emperor came back. But I feel like the reason that they put it in the trailer, put his voice and stuff in the trailer, is because they never do explain how the fuck he got there. Right. They're trying to warm you up so that you just accept it as, as like, okay, yeah, I already know that he comes back. I don't really... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, it doesn't really matter if they don't tell me how the fuck that even happened because <laughs> right. it's literally impossible. And you don't even get to see the heroes react emotionally to uh-uh. it. They're just like, oh, yeah, well, like we thought, guys, Palpatine's back. And I'm like, who thought Palpatine was back? They didn't ever talk about this man at all. No. So, so Chris, as a freshman into, <laughs> into Star Wars, has this conversation lost you at all? You know what helped me out? Uh. <laughs> YouTube. Okay. I okay. watched a 20-minute breakdown of like all the Star Wars movies leading up to the current one that came out. So it smart. was it was it was helpful, you know what I mean? I didn't have an hour. <laughs> there was a 20-minute one, so you know, That's if you smart. want if you want to dive into it. So, but it helped me kind of like get the gist of everything. Okay. You know, um I just got to say this cuz I have to say it. The prequels? Wow. Whose idea was it to, to, to make it look like that? Because it looked horrible. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, well, at the time, you know, I think those were, were those the first they film like shot in digital? digital? Episode, yeah, episode yeah, two. Was, one is still shot on 35, but uh, two gotcha. is the first digital HD, like, uh, you know, wide release. It, it looked yeah. like They shouldn't have did that. Looks crazy. It looks like a cartoon. <laughs> you know, they shot yeah. it on 2K cameras. So, like, oh, there's wow. a 4K version on Disney Plus right now. That's not 4K. Because right. they were shot on 2K. It's 1080p. <laughs> this picture has been adjusted to fit your screen. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, are you? Because I'm hearing Palpatines and all this shit. Uh, every time I hear Palpatine, I think Ovaltine. Yeah. Oh, but Martin, it's where very, are you? It's pulpy Ovaltine. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Are, are you? Are you? Are you? Do you understand what what they're talking? Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. Over I, my I, head. I get all of it. So can you break story. it down to me and Layman what they just said? Okay, so Palpatine was this emperor that died in like the third movie, okay. but he didn't Return die. Return of the Jedi. Return okay. of the so Jedi. You, the one you saw. The, the one guy, that I saw. That yeah, I forgot, when Darth Vader like comes back to the light and he like kills the other guy, uh-huh. that's the emperor. Ah, gotcha. But 
but in the prequels, you learn how the emperor rose to power, and he was Chancellor Palpatine, and then at the end, he's emperor. So like in no the relation. original series, he wasn't yeah, even. It's the same no, guy, Chancellor Chandler. Never mind. Oh, never mind. get out of no here. Relation. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then <laughs> your grandpa was really into it. I need. I have. I need answers. But um, so. He was just the emperor in the original trilogy. Okay. They didn't refer to him as Palpatine. Gotcha. So then you learn like later that he's Darth Sidious, like, and how Darth Sidious became the emperor. Okay, that's it's right. one of I those things mine. too, where like, if we were a bit older and more like knowledgeable about Star Wars, you would totally you would have known from Episode One, The Phantom Menace, that he was the emperor because it's the same actor. Yeah, I didn't. Right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but they really, it's back then. It, the the internet wasn't really what so, it is. So here's the thing: I don't know if you've ever seen like the original rendering of the Emperor in Star Wars because when you watch the re-release, they first ch- off, don't ever doubt that I've seen anything that you've seen <laughs> in Star Wars. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're talking about you're talking about Empire Strikes Back, the hologram version. No, I'm saying that when you the re-release, like in the '90s, so I went back to the theater to watch the, the special editions, the special editions when they like made the changes and stuff, and then yeah. the Han shot first shit. I went and saw that, all that in the theater. Right, I know. I, I have feelings <laughs> around it too, but like um, they changed his face mm-hmm. in in that one, so to make him more recognizable as the actor. Because when you watch the original one, mm-hmm. you cannot the, his makeup is some whole other shit. It's a, it, well, I noticed so, that in the twenty minute version I watched on YouTube, yeah, it, was it wasn't the same yeah, actor. Even it was funny. a it was a, a British actor, and they used a woman's voice, and they uh, they rotoscoped. Um, Eyes from a chimpanzee over the actor's face, and then put a hood over that. It looks crazy. crazy. It sounds crazy. And then in the next movie, it's just a guy with makeup. Yeah, they kind of backpedal a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) so you can kind of see his face. Okay, so then like if when they re-release it when we were in high school, if you if you look at that version of the original trilogies, then it's it's obvious that it's the same actor. But it like if you had never seen those, Mm -hmm. and you go back, maybe it's not as obvious to you. I don't know, but it looked. Nuts. Which version? Uh, what, what versions are on Disney Plus? By the that's way, that's the latest cut. That's, those are the because latest they've, cuts. They've changed it again, again okay. and again and again. There's actually like four different versions, and A New Hope has like maybe the fifth version now, where they changed the Han shooting Greedo scene. Did again. they change it back? They, no, it's different now. Now there's an added shot of Greedo saying like a swear word in Hutties. Oh it sounds God. like McClunky. It's it's a whole thing on the internet. So there's like another added shot that Fuck. yeah. Okay, there there are wow. videos where you there can you go. Okay, this is the uh the emperor from the original cut of uh Yeah. of the Empire Strikes looks Back. Nothing. That looks, looks crazy. crazy. You can find so this on Chandler Google found Images. This and he sh- oh, that shit looks That's crazy. what he looked like the first time. Gotcha. All right. Um, so and I'm then seeing, of course and then in uh he looks like that in Return. I'm seeing of primitive Jedi. Palpatine. Right. I like what they did with him in uh, episode 9 yeah, though. That guy. So I I mean I like, didn't I didn't it, no. It's weird. So I like that makeup better, like the the second iteration of um the empire, the emperor. It's it's weird because you know they try to like replicate the uh, Return of the Jedi look in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. but it's a much bigger application. It doesn't look great in that movie. But then he shows up in Rise of Skywalker, initially without all the scarring. Mm-hmm. He's just in McDiarmid with white eyes. And, and like, like black pur- lipstick. purple lipstick, what yeah. The fuck was that? And then like his fingers are all messed up, which communicates to me like, okay, well, this is not the same body, Mm-mm. so it must be like a cloned body. But then how did that body get messed up? And then what's really weird, and skip towards the end when he 
absorbs their life force. He gets he then he like reverts to like the messed up. I think I think he was like old and withered at that point. You know, as, as the story progressed, here we are, episode nine. He's old. He's an old man. He's on his way out, and he was you know ready how, to how hand long over. He's been fucking dead. Oh, he was dead. Yes. Yeah. 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 I thought he was, no, thought he was yeah. on life support. No, that's what we were. No, he, no, no. He was so up to he's a machine. He's like a different body. He's actually he his face is less messed up in the beginning was. of nine than, than it, it was at the end of of six. I'm real right. confused. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. But no, that's what we were saying. Like when they put him in the trailer, it was to soften the blow that they don't really tell you shit in this right. movie about how the fuck is he even here. Yeah, but, and then and then the oh, way wow. he looks, I'm asked. I'm like, okay, wait, why? does he look like that what is this history here which is a thing that star wars always does and you don't always need answers you don't need the emperor's name in return of the jedi you don't need to know his backstory but then when you bring him back from the dead that narratively does justify some explanation right in my opinion mm. Yeah, like there mean, was we, a we lot didn't know of... shit about him other than he just fucking existed. Right. He was like Snoke, like he just showed up. Yeah. What I did do right on the flight back when this tour ended um it was like a what eight hour flight from London. You tour with uh, John Boyega, your close first personal friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, from touring with John Boyega, um, but on the flight back, United uh, has all the Star Wars movies on their in flight entertainment, right? Nice. So I wasn't gonna watch all of them, right? But I was like, I'm down to watch the you know seven and eight. Right. You know, those are the most current ones. So let me catch up with the trilogy. You're still gonna be confused. So <laughs> I watched seven and eight. And I was so confused. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, wait, where did this other emperor come from? Because in episode nine, it's this emperor. Because he was and dead. Then, and then, and I forget which episode it was. It was seven or eight. I can't remember. But there was this other dude who had like his half his face mashed in. Snoke. That's Snoke. Snoke. Okay, yeah. We still don't know where the And I was like, from. okay. <laughs> if he, he got the, sliced yeah. in half, when did the emperor... <laughs> Come into play that's hooked right. up to life support. Interesting. <laughs> and this is yeah. all part of the problem of making it up as you go along. And especially, it, this is something we got to talk about too. I mean, this being two filmmakers playing tug of war, Abrams and Ryan Johnson. Like, and it makes it feel like nothing comes organically in this story. It's just like left left field, you know, stuff just coming at you from all angles. And so I'm not surprised that you were confused because mm. it's not set up. There was a bunch of stuff that did not connect for me. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Like, trust me. Between movie seven and nine, I mean, eight and nine, like, there was a bunch of shit that Ryan Johnson introduced that just does not Falls off. Yeah. yeah. And I, then, I, I, like, felt, I think eight was the one that was... Uh, the eight was the one that JJ didn't direct. Right. That's right. Yeah, okay. So that was that was the one I kind of just kept nodding. <laughs> a know, lot of shit. A, a lot, lot of bit. unnecessary shit happens yeah. in that movie. I like that movie, but it there I don't love everything about it. In fact, that John Boyega's character Finn, I think gets you know a really really, he's really ba- fucking hokey and dumb. yeah, like it, he's my my favorite character from Force Awakens, and I think that they kind of like mess up. They mess what up, up what his I, story. What, what I got from watching Episode Nine, right? When I first watched it at the first premiere, <laughs> oh my God. Hey, it was story. it was a lot to absorb because I'm like, yo, this is a lot of story, like because there's so many characters yeah. and then there's so many storylines and it moved so fast paced. Like I wasn't ready for the pace of it. Right. I was like, oh, this is moving really, really fast because it just assumes that you know so much. Yeah. And then when I watched it again, I was like, okay, I, I think I get it. I think I get it. Mm. You know. And it was to me, it was still just like a lot of. It was so fast paced, like you didn't get enough time to sit with each character. Each because character, if you, because totally. if you've been watching it for nine yeah, movies, exactly. you don't need to do that. Right. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, you know, it, 
every movie should be based in character. That's my opinion mm-hmm. as somebody who uh, enjoys this art form. Yes. And this film is all about the plot and not about yes. those character 100%. Moments. Because when I went back and watched episode seven, I was like, yeah, that was good. Yes. That was really good. I felt full at the end of the movie, and I was like, cool, let's dive into episode eight. Uh, you hear that, Corey? Corey hates episode seven. He calls, he calls it, it the hope your hope. hope. Oh, no. <laughs> he thinks it's terrible. He feels like it's just like that, the, that, this, that these movies follow the original trilogy arc way too, way too closely, yeah. which you kind of have to do that. But, um, okay, since we're talking about it being disjointed, mm-hmm. did anyone else, because this is the first thing I said to Martin when we finished the movie, did anyone else feel like J.J. Abrams did Rose dirty? I mean, yeah, of course. He totally, he's like, nah, just put her in front of a computer. But, okay, so this is how I felt about that. The I don't even know her name. The uh, other, like, former stormtrooper, the black one with the curly hair. I, Jana. Jana, okay. Did anyone else feel like everything that Jana did could have been given to Rose? Yeah. And it's, I, she could have done all, and I don't need Jana. Like, who is she? Why is she here? It's the weird to introduce, you're introducing another love interest for Finn. Right. Each movie a has its own one. one. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, also, I watch uh, The Force Awakens, right? And I want John Boyega and Daisy Ridley to just, like, get married. Like, Same. I, their romantic chemistry is so strong. And I'm not mad at the Ray and Kylo romance either. I'm not either. I think it's cool to kind of have her torn between these two guys. But um, having the John Boyega, like, imply that he's going to tell her about his feelings for her, like when they're in the sand pit or whatever. And I they thought didn't bring it full circle. No, it, and and then J.J. Abrams says at a at a screening that what John Boyega was actually going to tell her, not John Boyega, but Finn, the character. It's not the person, John Boyega. We, we got that. But <laughs> what Finn was actually going to tell her in J.J.'s mind is that he's force sensitive, which I'm like. What? Well, they have yes, they have moments if, in the movie where he's like feeling the force. And yeah, stuff like he that. starts yeah. to sense Ray. And sure, he, he's like yeah. Ray. Right, but they never connected they, it in they the film. They never say no. like he's force sensitive, and I'm like, okay. I think it's fine to just imply that, but I didn't like being baited. I didn't like my desire to see these characters get together be used well, as like a I red think, herring. I, I think, think that's that's JJ like telling you because people were mad in the first movie when he picked up a lightsaber because they were like, how can you pick up a lightsaber if you're that's not my a force favorite <laughs> part of that movie? Yeah, if you're not a Jedi. So now he's explaining, no, he was like force sensitive the entire. Like but, trilogy. Like Ryan, but and yeah. I feel like that's something that Ryan should have explored in his movie. But no, he gave us some random kids at a racetrack that they were never going to see again that they are force sensitive. But I think uh, that this is a last second decision from JJ to be like, well, the fans they want, uh, you know, they want Finn to be force sensitive, so we're going to put it in the movie. And uh, you guys keep saying this term force sensitive. Are you saying force sensitive or for sensitive? Force, force sensitive. sensitive. Like, like, oh, like may the force be with the you, force. so they have that, the force. That, that, hey, okay, Chris gotcha. gets yeah. it. Gotcha. Because. Yeah. Well, I was, one movie, he gets it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm bad. I'm really gonna so, try. And there's to do very, this. there's varying degrees of being force sensitive. I okay. would say that Yoda and Baby Yoda now, uh, consequently, are probably right. like the most force sensitive creatures right. in the Star Wars, you know, Star Wars universe. And every creature of Yoda's species that they've ever introduced has been force sensitive. Whereas humans, it's not that many. It's the Skywalkers, obviously. Yeah. Um, all of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but anybody can be. Anybody can be yes. because midichlorians. Yeah. So I have a question. <laughs> but that, but have a question. It's, it's Ryan Johnson did that too in that movie. It's the force is not this exclusive bloodline thing. No, that, that's and that's uh, what like it, that's it's, what a it's lot everywhere. Of people, it's like let, it's the standard for religion. Let sorry. me ask you this: Is there a difference between being force sensitive and having the force? 
No. No, Those but the same thing. It's kind of like a force make, means you're force. Yeah, it. it's like a muscle. Like everyone has the force, right? But like if you, like the Jedi, for instance, like they might have a uh, a natural um, a natural ability that comes easier to them, so they get picked out to be Jedi and they train and they they really hone those skills. But like, and the Sith is the op- the opposite, right? With the, with the bad guys. Did Leia always have the Force? Yes. She and it, what's cool is she only has it like a little bit, sort of like John. At the Boyega. end, she had it a lot, no, right? She no, didn't, but though. in the original trilogy, in the original trilogy, she only has it a little bit, very similar oh, to how so Finn it developed. has it. Oh, and then yes, okay, okay. afterwards she trains, she trained, and like, becomes a Jedi herself, or she bails out. I guess that's what her. they were showing you when like Luke was training her. That was her mm-hmm. like honing her force ability. Because right. I had the same questions when she had the Mary Poppins moment in um, the right. Last Jedi. I was like, when the fuck did Leia get this strong? But I still was like, that's my daughter, y'all. That's Leia Organa, y'all. <laughs> Look at her, she's that bitch, y'all. But <laughs> but like no, in the beginning it was just kind of like when they like them being twins. Like mm-hmm. she then it was like kind of explored that she was. Oh, they were twins. Her and Luke Skywalker are twins. I figured out at some point they were that. brother and sister. <laughs> but I knew that. So, all right, so, 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 I hate you. I got awesome. Two, I got two questions about this force and the force sensitive um, term. Do they actually use the term force sensitive in the movies, or is no, this like, like a, a fan? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, that's a very untactical term. No, so this movie though, they do take one fandom like term that I really hate and uh-huh. adopt it, and it's it's sort of like. When uh, Luke says that Ray is "quote unquote" a Palpatine, oh that is some God. Reddit Palpatine. stuff. It is, and w- I was like, I never want to hear it referred to that way. Like, oh, because you're a Palpatine. Like, no, we don't. That's what we say on the internet. <laughs> that's not what we say. In the <laughs> you got to come up with a cooler way to say that. That's funny. And so my second question. So it, well, I, she could, I, he could have just been like, because you're the Emperor's granddaughter. Yeah, even that is more tactful <laughs> writing. I, I agree with you too. Like I, I've never like a Palpatine's being a bloodline is not a thing in the. So How did this universe. man have a kid? <laughs> so let me ask you this: Who were Ray's parents? His his son. His son. So Who's Palpatine. His son? Nope. Nobody. He never showed up for any of the movies. Who's the mom? <laughs> Some nope. lady that his kid married. Yeah. <laughs> this is all slapped on in this movie. In this movie. And all the exposition that you've got after seeing it two times is all that there is right you now. You know what's crazy, man? It, every time we, every time I have a conversation with somebody about Star Wars, there's always it always seems to be these kind of loops, man. I feel like if any other franchise had these loops that were unclosed, <laughs> it would be thrown in the trash. You know, why, why does Star, Star Wars get passes? I'll answer that question. Because there's this thing called the Expanded Universe. Okay, yeah. And it is a, imagine like an internet network of comics, cartoons, novels, video games, video games where the story is expanded upon. Oh, and right now, unfair. at this moment, there is a, co- a comic book coming out that's an origin story for Kylo Ren that fills in the backstory on the Knights of Ren and Snoke and how uh, Kylo Ren turned, you know, because that's not stuff that's in the movie. Right. And I would say that's stuff you don't need in the movie. No. But this stuff that will inevitably be explored right. later <laughs> needs to be in this movie. So I honestly right. think like that, like you said, it's just like J.J. Abrams being like, well, I got to clean up whatever the fuck Ryan did. Because the the whole thing in The Force Awakens, like, who is Rey? Uh-huh. Like, where does she come from? Why can she do this? And I think it's perfectly fine that she is the Emperor's granddaughter, but I don't think that that was the, that was like the plan from the beginning. I hate that. I don't like that. I don't think it's fine that she's his granddaughter. That's stupid. Okay. Um. They say the word granddaughter like 10 times in this movie. Granddaughter doesn't sound particularly Star Wars to me. 
Descendant would have been a better sure, right. or even like you honestly, I would. <laughs> Chris, I, I'm so glad you're here, man, because you're just like sitting back smirking, and then like things are being revealed to you, and it's very funny. deep, man. I'm enlightened. It's really good, but like it's more the believable. Force has been awakened with Martin, as a as my my fellow prequel lover on this uh, episode. Yeah. That you see that that was I think, I think that it's more believable when it's sort of implied that the emperor created Anakin through manipulating the force and creating an immaculate conception right for right. for Anakin Skywalker that to me is easier to buy than the fact that this man biologically procreated so <laughs> so, so he smashed a the- chick and got her pregnant without touching her well, uh, in the original that well did, did, is that what they're, they're like, in the prequel? The prequels strongly imply they that they strongly imply that. So one of the fan theories that I read is that Ray is actually Shmi, which I thought was like fucking weird that they were saying. Sh- okay, for the, hold on, because you can't just drop yeah, a name like Shmi. That's Anakin's mom in the. So so that Ray is actually Shmi, and that somehow time time travel is possible, and that's how he could have like showed up in the future. That we didn't necessarily have to like bring him back from the dead. We could have just said like he's a badass, and somehow he ended up in the future. And, and that was Natalie Portman's character, right? No, in the no, no. Oh, fuck, I thought I had. <laughs> she's, Luke, she, she's, she's Anakin's wife. She's Luke and Leia's mom. Um, that's Amidala. Oh, Padme we're talking Amidala. about. Okay, so I'm gotcha. talking about Anakin's, Anakin's mom. mom. Gotcha. And so, like in the in the original, it's like Anakin just is manifested. He's in her the Christ womb. figure. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Um, and that we we talked about this before. How I was told yeah, about Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, now. so that that they were saying that like somehow like Ray's memory got erased, and that the the reason that she's special is because the Emperor identified her like in the future and sent her back. Like that, that, that was an interesting theory. I don't know that that's the story that's, that I wanted to see, but it was way I mean, cooler than her, is, her fucking being his granddaughter. Is, so this, that's a dumb theory. I mean, it makes sense, and it, it you could put those pieces together. That's way too complicated for like. It is super complicated, but, but they did also, some other complicated. Do you know shit that in Star there. Wars Rebels, they did introduce time travel into Star Wars? It's right. a thing that exists, which is also dumb and ridiculous and horrible. Yeah. You hate it. There's a bunch of like line crossing stuff in Star Wars, and a lot of what I think crosses the line has happened in the past, like since Disney bought it. Mm. Where it's just they've come and let loose, and I mean, even the Clone Wars TV show, which existed before Disney, like they do some stupid stuff in that show, man. <laughs> you, well, what did you guys like about? The- <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. What you actually liked about? I, it. I, I actually yeah. liked. Um, I liked the relation. I like the exploration of the relationship between Kylo and Rey. I really enjoyed that. And like what was bonding them together. Um, I want to get back into things I didn't like, but before we do that, <laughs> you guys, you, what did you guys like? I liked when Chewie died until like ten minutes later when we found out he didn't die. First of all, that's my nigga. We cannot kill. But okay, I, I want to. I want you to kill off people from like the older series. Like, why do you want them all to die? Chewie deserves to live more, the most. I need more like drama. I need yes. more no, stakes. So right. when Leia dies story, and they yeah. tell Chewie and he's like wailing, that's the I best moment in the movie. I almost fucking cried. I was like, I felt so bad for because you know Chewie like loves these people. Yeah. Like Han, Han was like his guy like it did not matter like 
Chewie's the most loyal motherfucker that ever lived. We've been over this. Chewie's the best friend you could ever have in the fucking universe. He, really oh, he doesn't is. talk, man, so that's amazing. He does talk. He speaks Wookiee. Don't do this. Well, I mean, he doesn't speak English. Yeah, <laughs> they, they all understand him. They all understand him. They all speak all the language. They, oh. they speak Wookiee. Thank you for, for They subtitled the language joke. in Solo, A Star Wars Story. That's pretty gotcha. funny. They didn't do it anywhere, nowhere else. Everywhere no. else, Han is just kind of like answering him in English. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's fine. And Han understands Huttese, and he does the exact same thing to people who speak Huttese. He just speaks English back to him. Yeah. So. Well, that's um, what's funny. I think that's, I, I mean, this is a very sidebar. Sorry, it'll be quick. But that's like, I think, the joke on like appropriation <laughs> in, uh, in Solo, because he does try to speak his language back to him. And then he's like, oh, you you speak English. I don't need to. <laughs> oh, so, so let me ask you this real quick, uh, because actually, I did watch Solo, oh. and I thought that was interesting, but I was confused when I went into this, uh, the the trilogy, because I was like, wait, 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 is Solo not part of like the whole Star Wars story, or yeah. is it like a sidebar story? It's, a, or? it's not part of, it's not part, so, for the uninitiated. <laughs> and then I found out that, I was about to answer you a question, uh, uh, sorry, real quick, <laughs> I found out that Donald Glover Right. Was playing uh, Lando, Lando Billy who D. was Billy D, yeah, right. who sat in front of me on the airplane. By the way, whoa, <laughs> nice light stunt. Well, you know, and, and there's nobody sitting next to you when you're in. Lizzie, how close have you been to Billy D. Williams? <laughs> 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 Business class. <laughs> yeah, the closest I've been to Billy D. Williams is watching him in the exactly. So. Um, so that's a great question because people off someone yesterday. I was, was just like, about to ask that because there's a bunch of little side story movies, right? Yeah. Let, let me get you. So someone yesterday was like, "I'm watching the clo- like Attack of the Clones and I'm confused." And I'm like, "That's because you don't fucking start with that movie." So the episodes, right, mm-hmm. are the Skywalker saga. So the episodes start with Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which is episode they're the first three movies to be released in chronological order right but they're um that's the beginning of the of the skywalker saga then after that you get like two ewok movies that are outside of the skywalker saga but it's still in the star wars universe then we go back to the prequels which is a continuation of the skywalker saga then we get all these TV shows and shit in between. And then you get The Force Awakens, right? Then after The Force Awakens comes out, you get another, it's a Star, there's an episode and then there's Star Wars movies. So you get a Star Wars movie, Rogue One, which is not part of the Skywalker saga. None of the Skywalkers show up in this at all. Well, no, Leia shows up. Yeah, but I mean Darth Vader is a pretty big. Yeah, character. yeah, but it's not about them. It's no, I know it's being nitpicky. So. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, you are, and you're and you're right. They do. Thank you. <laughs> and, and thank <laughs> you for keeping me honest. I was trying to remember which one I couldn't remember that came out, and it's Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rogue One to me is like of the new material, my favorite. Okay. So then. Um, that but that's a Star Wars movie. It's not part of a Star Wars story. Is Star the Wars story? I'm sorry. Thank you. Keep I mean, they're honest. all Star Wars movies. Yeah. Thank you. Keep me honest. <laughs> Keep me oh. honest. Little brother. Can I just <laughs> say, like, I'm so sweaty right now. This is like a very sweaty conversation. You're and very it, worked up. I'm a sweaty boy. So, so then you get another episode, and then you get Solo. So they're kind of like, so it's like Wu Tang. 
right? <laughs> just a, just I don't a, like where this is going. I, well, no, follow me. When Wu-Tang comes together and does the albums, those are like the Skywalker yes. joints. But then when you get like to Cal or like Only Built <laughs> for Cuban Links. Yeah, yeah, okay, now I get it. Now <laughs> you're talking my language. Yeah, yeah. Now you're talking so my language. So those are the side stories. But the real the real joints are the albums when they all. Yes. Right, you okay. Yes, so you the got the Wu-Tang the purple tape. You get the purple yeah. tape. Yeah. There you go. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Mm. I know how to yeah. talk that gangster talk, man. Lizzie put Lizzie took a nerd question and gave a very nerdy answer. I gave, I gave, I gave you the correct answer. Uh, yeah, but like, I, look, then, it you wasn't went, then you went for the allegory. Yeah, well, hey man, I'll tell you. Are it. we still are we still trying to talk about things we like? Because I could say a few things. Yeah, go for it. Um, I do think, regardless of all the uh, you know negative things I've said, I do think the movie is very fun and watchable. Oh yeah. Um. The the filmmaking, which is like the thing that we usually get into on this podcast, <laughs> the filmmaking is very very good. Like well, technically, I think the script is a mess. I think this movie looks fantastic. It does. Their performances are great. I mean, JJ is very good at working with actors. Um, I think the casting is really strong. The action sequences. I mean, I think there's a little bit too many of them. Like, and that's a, a problem with the script. Uh, where the first 90 minutes of the movie are just like, bam, 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 different yeah. planet, different planet. All these MacGuffins that show up, you know, that stuff is not good. I don't like what these f- sequences are framed around. Mm-hmm. But I love the chase in the desert with the jet guys. Um, I love the showdown with Kylo Ren and Rey in the desert. The the fight on the Death Star wreckage on the ocean planet uh, is astounding. It's breathtaking. And it looks, it looks different yeah. than any other Star Wars fight. I like that. But it still feels consistent with the universe. It does. But you know what I like? I mean, on a on a very uh, subtle level with how they differentiate it from other action sequences and lightsaber fights particularly, they're not like running away from each other mm-hmm. in the same way that almost every other Star Wars fight is, mm-hmm. where it's people running around and fighting. They're straight up just... Toe-to-toe. Yes. And then when they need to move, it's because like waves are coming <laughs> and they do these crazy matrix jumps and flips mm-hmm. to another part of the wreckage. And then they just I, so I thought that was neat and felt so different. Um, and I mean, there's just so many arresting visuals. I think this is one of those movies where you could just pause it at any point and like put yeah, that frame good. up on your wall so, as our work. So out of curiosity, like, all right. So and I'm trying to follow too because I didn't realize we were watching episode. I didn't I didn't realize that was episode nine. Right? That's the last one. So it's the last one in this trilogy. It's in the last whole, one in this whole story. The saga. It's of a trilogy of trilogies. Yes. So when they said the last Jedi, that was misleading. No, that wasn't about. <laughs> no, we knew that there would be a ninth movie. Okay, got you. But so, um, but so my question is, uh, because you guys have mentioned it. So J.J. Abrams did Force Awakens. Ryan Johnson did Last Jedi, and then we're back. What, what is this one called? The Rise, Rise of, of Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> so this is back to Abrams. So so you feel like Abrams was bought back in to wrangle the yeah, visual style? No, no, no. The, no, the story. Yeah, Last Jedi story. looks incredible. That's a great looking movie. Okay. Ryan Johnson knows how to make a good looking movie. I don't yes, think he that does. it's I, I think I agree with you it's a good looking movie, but I think it departed from some of the tonality of visuals. Yeah, I don't yeah. really I think that opening was probably my favorite of the of the three movies, that opening in Last Jedi. The space battle opening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that showdown at the end with Luke and Kylo Ren is like, wow. I actually have some art on my wall from that. It reminds me of, it's like they're on Hoth again. So it reminds me of that, but. Well, yeah, but that's intentional. That's part of the, you know, George Lucas's famous line. Here we go. Ready? Um, Well, you know, it's, it's like poetry. They rhyme. 
<laughs> yeah. That was very good. It was very Thank concise. You. So, so, uh, are you guys happy they bought Abrams back for this one, or would you prefer to see a a, a, a Ryan Johnson? I, I would just prefer they waited a few years because there was so much. Like Colin Trevor was supposed to do it first. That's right. And he got fired, uh, and then they were panicking, so they brought in JJ to like try to salvage it. And uh-huh. I think that's why a lot of people are angry because, like, he didn't have enough time to, like, really nail down the script. Gotcha. It feels rushed, yeah. for sure. And, I mean, you know, you got Chris Terrio, too, who did win an Oscar Ooh, for— kill him. For, huh? Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Terrio, who, who yeah. won an Oscar for the Argo screenplay, but, like, more recently has written Batman v Superman and Justice League, which are, like, oh, not yeah. movies uh-huh. that are well regarded. We liked Argo, though. Got to wait for the yeah, Snyder sure. Cut. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I wonder what that original script looked like with uh, the, for the Trevor version. I mean, because he and uh, Derek Connolly still get story by credit. Mm. It's because oh, okay. it's, uh, you, you know how I just learned recently, like how the writing credits work in the billing. Mm-hmm. So it's story by Colin, Tre- Colin Trevorrow and Persand Derek Connolly and the word and. J.J. Abrams, ampersand, Chris Terrio. Because they were the teams. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. ampersand denotes a team, and the word and means it's a separate. It's a separate entity. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is cool. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> good. Now that's, everybody knows something. Yeah, now that's, that's good to pick on. Hey. So, <laughs> that was it. That was the primer you passed. That cool. was the primer you passed. <laughs> Great. I'm excited. Uh, um, so is that all that you guys, that's, is that it for which I actually liked in the film? Yeah, I, mean, I, I have more notes. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Is there, let's other things. I mean, can we try to be positive? Beans, like, what did you. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Back up. I liked what, how they salvaged the footage of Leia. I thought that that was very good. It, there's, you know, a lots of shots to the back of her head. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't look. No, it looks good. It looks very good. So it is kind of weird because it's like everyone around her has to have the detail of the conversation. And then she's just like, well, you know, the fleet. And they're like, that's right, Leia, the fleet. The fleet is up <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The fleet, the fleet. So, it's an enema. So Carrie, so Carrie Fisher had passed before this movie started filming? Way yeah. before. Yeah. Okay, that's She that's died before the last movie even came out. That they had all the footage they needed of her for episode eight. And they just kind of like put some things together gotcha. for what they had shot of her before. But it, it I guess get what you're saying but i still feel like it didn't look like what the fuck is this no it was very reverent and i think if you're not somebody who's like obsessing over these movies like we were no they wouldn't even notice um but i i feel like we've been like screaming at star wars the spiritual entity like for (laughs) several minutes and i'm interested in what uh, Chris, as a relative newcomer to this franchise yes what did you just enjoy about the experience of watching this movie the stars. <laughs> the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Was there, did you, did you find, like, being around these people in person, did you find, like, were you invested more into the story of what was happening just because you're kind of seeing these personalities of people or? Um, it definitely made me want to kind of go back and look at, you know, the previous films and just kind of have a better understanding right. of the films and the story. Um, and I probably will go back and watch the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy, like, talking about the films anyway. Speaking of the films, I did enjoy um, kind of just sitting with everybody to get, like, their personal investment in each character a right. little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, more specifically, sitting with John Boyega, like, 
to see how vested he was in that character and how much he enjoyed playing that character. I'm like, okay, all right. I went back and watched the first two. Now I want to go see the ones that came out in the 80s. You right. Know? I don't think I have an interest in looking at the prequels, though. Really? <laughs> just because I can't, I can't like, absorb the graphics. Like, I don't know. I just, it just looks bad. Like, they should have, I'm sorry, they should have just kept the same style from the 80s. Well, that, it, the, the flip side of that coin is that, uh, the digital filmmaking revolution that we're in the middle of right now doesn't happen if Without if, that. if Attack yeah. of the Clones yeah. doesn't get shot on RE Digital he, and come out. He was know? definitely a sacrificial lamb in that in that way yeah. uh, to ushering in the new technology. So uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you guys talked about this really good on Act Three um, uh, uh, about how like Ang, what Ang Lee did with sure. like um, with uh, Gemini Man. Yeah, you know it. it Right now, it's probably like, all right, what the fuck? But, you know, down the line, <laughs> when we see this getting implemented into a, a, a better presentation, yeah, then it's yeah, like definitely. we're able to pinpoint this as being like when it started. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and, and I know that doesn't answer your question. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it gives me good insight. But, though. but like seeing people like Anthony Daniels, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if it's Anthony or Anthony. I can't remember. I think it's Anthony. Because JJ kept calling him Anthony. <laughs> So, so I don't know if that was like first an internal all, thing or whatever. He just said JJ without Abrams. That's like a first name basis right there. Well, he probably doesn't know my name. So. Oh, okay, all right. But, so, um, but like seeing how like how much pride uh, Anthony takes in his character, like right. like that was like it was almost emotional to watch him like take interviews and right. answer questions and things like that because. You think about it, man. Forty years you've been making these films, and now it's over. Wow! You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. wow, like this is your entire legacy coming to an end. I mean, you'll probably see him at Comic Cons and right. you know yeah. all the Star Wars events. But I mean, he has been there from the jump. I mean, he has been that character is yeah. him. Because if I'm he, not mistaken, the guy that plays R two D two passed away. Kenny Baker. Yeah. yeah. Like recently. Yeah. And I mean, even you know, by the time they got to the prequels, Kenny Baker wasn't even in R two D two anymore. It was all uh, remote so control. Mm. Yeah. Who does Oscar Isaac play in these franchises? Because I really Poe Dameron. Poe yeah. Dameron. I, I like wish they would have emphasized his laughing? character a little Just bit more the in the last these episode. Basic questions that come out of <laughs> yeah, well, well, they, they I, it's like his, so you're saying yeah. that these wars are in the stars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, mind you, I haven't seen. So full disclosure, I haven't seen episode seven, eight, or nine. That's oh, I haven't seen. You still should be able to, okay. Okay, so on your note of Oscar Isaac and Uh and Anthony Daniels, another thing that's great about this movie is like the characters are so likable and there's so many lines and all their interactions feel so true to who they all are. And that's what I think that's what contributes to making this movie fun because like, I mean, the actors are so good. And even when they're going on these fetch questy type things earlier in the movie, it's like it, I'm watching it with a smile on my face. I had a smile on my face the whole time I watched this movie, nice. even though I didn't like what was happening. The movie, I mean, J.J. Abrams is a master at like the kineticism of film and how to have um, a story that is paced in an entertaining way. I don't think this story mm. is paced in the right way, mm. but it it is impossible to not enjoy. Or it's impossible not to enjoy it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes um, sense. So I, I think that that's a huge plus for this film. And it's a reason, I mean, I think I've told y'all before, but I have to see uh, this movie nine times because I set a goal for myself that I was going to see episode seven, seven times, eight, eight times, and nine. nine. Nine times. And I know that I'll enjoy watching this movie nine times, even though I don't love the story because 
I mean, it, it, it's so enjoyable. I mean, J.J. Abrams knows what makes a Star Wars movie fun, and he harnesses that in both of his installments. In nice. The so just to be positive for a second, you know, I yeah. think that is a huge plus for this movie. And uh, I enjoyed, uh, you know, back to Finn, uh, you know, John Boyega does get more to do in this movie. He's on screen more. I don't think that his story goes anywhere that's that interesting. Um you know, as far as how he interacts with the other characters and stuff, but giving him more to do on screen than just go to a Canto Bite casino and like, you know, learn a patronizing lesson about like slavery in the galaxy. Like, I, I enjoyed much more what that he has was, going on. That was here. A, that I lost interest in that storyline. Yeah, yeah. I think it? we all did. That was eight, right? That was yeah, eight. yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you don't do you like the Canto Bite story, Lizzie? In uh, the Last Jedi. No, I don't. I didn't want that. No, no I, I didn't want it. I thought it was extra. It's not an interesting place for his character to go. It's I not an think. interesting place for his character to go. I didn't like that they were like off doing some other random quest. <coughs> I didn't like the introduction of like all oh, these people are war criminals. Ha ha ha! Like, what are we even yeah. fucking talking about? It's weird. What are you trying to get across? Well, and um, they kind of hit the same thematic notes for him in this movie too, where he's like. He's like learning how to be a hero again. He does that in each movie. Mm -hmm. He like has to learn how to, you know, at the end he's like, I'm going to take charge of my own story. But you already did that twice, man. <laughs> you know, and I, we already, you should be growing from it, that It would have been nice to see him in more of like a leadership role. Yeah. Like from the jump and, you know, having grown as a character because it feels mm -hmm. like each movie sort of resets him. And I think John Boyega, I mean, like he's such a capable actor and his story is speaks to me emotionally so much in The Force Awakens. That moment when he takes up the lightsaber against Kylo Ren. And he has purpose. Like he has purpose and there's no chance to him that he's going to win. He knows he's going to he's going to die. But he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to go out fighting." And I mean, that is like a very powerful moment for me in that movie. Um, and I, his character has never hit those heights for me since. I'd say the only thing that I like about that moment is like, I'm like, oh shit, Justin Theroux's here. Like, other than that, like. Oh, Mr. Uh, the Master Codebreaker. <laughs> yeah. The Red Plum. Yeah, I, I wish they would have brought him back. I liked him in episode eight. He was good. He didn't fucking he's, talk. He's there for a second. He Are had you... like the little stutter and stuff. No, that's no, Benicio no, that's, Del Toro. That's Benicio. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. he was in that movie. Yo, so that's the thing. It's crazy <laughs> that they don't bring Benicio back because he's a big part of episode eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, he and just that whole fucking plot line that we didn't need. I'm like, yeah, he was the coolest part of it. But I feel like they could have introduced Benicio in a whole other way in that movie mm, without having yeah. to have this whole side plot. And he who are those kids? What are they doing? I just want to know what's happening. I didn't even kids. know he was in the shit. He should have showed up. He should have showed up uh, when Finn and Jana are on the Star Destroyer and is tipping. And they're stuck. He should have pulled yeah. up again and be like, D -d -d "You need a lift," <laughs> and like picked him up. Just, he yeah. came back. Come on, right? <laughs> Were there any Easter eggs going on inside this thing, man? Oh, oh shit! That's it's an yes. exhausting number of Easter eggs. Yeah. I don't even know if we should really get into. Oh, okay. So let's not get into it. <laughs> can we? Can we? Do, should we? Should we like just talk, talk about, about the end? fucking Ewoks? Though I was like, really? That's, no, that's beautiful. Here's the reason why. Was it? Was it Warwick Davis? Yes, it's Warwick Davis, Davis and his son is the other Ewok. Oh my gosh! Now I feel like an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can we deal? I think. Can we just deal with like the third act now and how this thing resolves? Because I mean, this there was. Yes. This movie is sold on its resolution, right? It's the Which end is, of the Skywalker saga. That's the whole marketing push. Out of curiosity, is Luke still here? 
He, I mean, he's he shows <laughs> with a real bad wig on. They're not ghost at all. The ghost form. In ghost form. Okay, so they do this again. The ghost shit again. All right. But it I looked too crisp to me as a as a, a filmmaker. I was just like, man, dirty that up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, the ghost like, effect gotcha. looks worse than it did yeah. in the old movies. I agree. I would have rather had it the way that it looks because I felt that way about Force Ghost Yoda last yeah, time. Yeah, I love that weird. he was a puppet. Right. I, but I just felt like the blueness. They they were more blue in the old movies. They you see his skin blue. texture. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, right. like, digitize that. Digitize. And he's got a bad wig on. Can we talk the wig? He has like shorter bangs in the other two movies, and in this one, it's like a, it's like a, you know. I don't like his costume. You know what? Costume. You know what? I mean, not to go back to uh, episode. Episode eight is where Skywalker fought Ren. That's correct? right. Yeah. But okay. he didn't really fight. He him. didn't fight him. Fight him. He but, fought yeah. him through his thoughts or something. <laughs> he force yeah. projected. He force himself. projected himself. Also a fan his term. force projection <laughs> look was different. From his actual look, and I was like, "Wait, yeah." So that's a, like, the that's hairstyle a, was totally different. That's the beard hint. was different. That, that's intentional yeah. because it's supposed to be a hint, kind of that he's, he's otherworldly, really right? And that's he oh. shows up in his prime, his younger form when he was like over Kylo, right? When oh, he was Kylo's master as an okay, intimidation okay. tactic so for, for Kylo. Ryan. Force projection. Has anybody seen Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember when Lopan and Egg Shen were battling, and they were doing it through like the crystals? Sure. Is that kind of like force projection? No, the force projection is more like in the craft when like the bitches were showing you shit and they weren't fucking there. Yeah, it's a glamour. Okay, this is force right. projection. I'm holding my oh, two fingers. It's a lot of physical action. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I get it. Now I get it. I'm actually force projecting myself right now oh from, my God. from my house. Crazy. Not even here. You oh, this is crazy. All right, so. Force healing people yeah. is a concept that is being introduced in The Mandalorian that I've not seen anywhere else. It's been in a lot of stuff. But it's wait, actually in Knights of the Old Republic. And yeah. I'm talking about in the movies. In no, the, in the movies, it's the first it's, time. But didn't Ray did it, though? In this movie. She no, because wasn't there a scene where she was like healing like some giant snake? Was that that's in this movie? That's in oh, yeah, movie. okay. Oh. I've watched so many Star Wars movies. <laughs> Recent, I know, man. You took <laughs> ticket all in once. No, it, this is the first time it shows up in the movies, but even in live action content, the first time that I see someone do that is like Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian, and they fucking set set us up this week. Sorry, but he like force heals. He tries to force heal someone early on in the series yes. and fails. And then he he successfully does it in this mm-hmm. past episode. So like I feel like that Ray was is the granddaughter of Yoda. <laughs> sure, is that what's happening? No. She's a Yoda. Oh. She's a Yoda. His Yoda species doesn't have a name. So um. Oh, Yoda's a species? I thought it was just a. It's a, not. A it's a one off. Yoda is one Yoda guy. Is He's name. a one off. We call yeah, them Yodas because they don't have a because species. They don't have it's a nickname. Have. It's a Reddit thing. Okay. That, so gotcha, actually, gotcha, character gotcha. in the Mandalorian is not actually named Baby Yoda. That is what. Internet calls him. Gotcha. He's, he's called the child. He the doesn't child. have a name. Okay. Can I script doctor the introduction of the uh, the force healing in this movie? You don't need to ha- have a whole action sequence involving the pit uh, just to introduce the snake that she can force heal because that has nothing to do with anything. I think you could have her force heal for the first time at the um, the battle of the Death Star. Uh, I I agree, especially because much like I, this is what I was going to say, and I agree with you. 
much like them introducing Palpatine in the trailer, I really feel like Baby Yoda Force healing a bunch of people on that show. And them putting the episode that should have premiered on Friday, on Wednesday, ahead of the movie was to prepare you that yeah. people are going to get Force healed force in this healed. movie. Right. I, mean, I agree with you. Because we've introduced it other where and people who, other places, and people who really would have a problem with that mm-hmm. are consuming that content anyway. Like, we, don't, we didn't need this. I, we didn't need this I fucking agree. It's very clum- It's very clumsy. And she literally, <laughs> like... me. BB like BB eight is like, you know, boop 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 and she's like, Oh well BB eight, what I did was <laughs> you see I force healed him with my energy. <laughs> so explain the concept of force healing to me. Well, you see, what she did was uh, <laughs> she she takes basically like some of her life force which is also the force because the force is what keeps us alive. Right. Okay. She basically like uses that and transfers it into a creature and his wound like heals. And then it depletes her a little bit. Like she has to like just sit down bit, for a though. second. Just a little bit. So like uh, if you're in a in a video game, right? If uh-huh. you're if you're playing Friday the thirteenth on uh the original Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System <laughs> right. and you are like uh chilling in the wings and like one of your friends is getting attacked by Jason, mm-hmm. you can go like heal them I remember it takes that. your life yeah. meter down. I remember yeah. that. Wow, that, you that went old school with that. Was that, that better? Was Lots that of better? video games have that mechanic. That made me totally. I'm probably the only person that got that one, though. But, well, um, I think what happens in that scene, and it's been debated online. So, Leia, in my reading of the scene, chooses to die. She projects herself to help turn him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I think that she basically is like, look, I'm using my force energy to remind you of my presence and now I'm dead because that's the only thing that's going to change Kylo I feel like is telegra- losing his mother. They telegraphed that too though because they were like, it'll take all the energy she has right. to, to force project to talk to him and I'm like, okay, she's gonna But die. she doesn't even really say anything to I mean, she I just think... Goes, she just goes, Ben. Right, I think she knew else. she was gonna die and I think that she, it's because that's Ben needed another loss to have the perspective to turn and so he turns and then Ray, you know, uh, realizes what's happening a second too late and she's already stabbed him through the stomach and then she heals him and then, you know, flash... I, I like that scene a lot. I think it's great. And then Ben has that uh, conversation with his memory of Han Solo, mm-hmm. which I also think is great. Beautiful scene. I love how it uh, mirrors the dialogue from The Force Awakens. Harry Potter when they have Mo- Moaning Myrtle. Why no? didn't Leia come back? <laughs> you know, Why didn't Leia Myrtle come back as a Bobby ghost? Frick. Did you know that? Bobby Frick is Moaning Myrtle. I love you. Same actress. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> why, why didn't Leia come back as a ghost like everyone else? She did she at did the it. end. She's a force ghost at the end. Is she? Yep. Yes. Damn, I didn't miss that. You must have been looking at your Skywalker, phone. Skywalker, Luke, and Leia are force ghosts. That she oh, but that's just like them. It seemed in that oh, shot. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You have an opinion now? No, there. no. In that <laughs> shot, it just seemed like she was reflecting and saying. It didn't seem like she was like being like insightful oh, or anything. No, no but they were just standing there for context, watching. I'm Tight right now, yo. So, he tight. So when you watch the end of the last, not the last Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi, which is the one with the Ewoks in it, right? You got to give me a number. That's episode six. <laughs> okay. That came out when we were four. So when you watch the first one, I watched. So when you watch that one at the very end, they're singing Yub Nub. I'm very upset that they took Yub Nub out when they re-released the shit. I don't like Yub Nub. Fuck you. So- <laughs> Damn, you just loved him like 30 seconds ago. Okay, yeah. So they're singing Yub Nub, and then the Force ghosts like that have helped Luke along the way. So like Yoda and Anakin and um, Obi Wan like show up. 
and they don't say anything insightful. They're just there so he can see them to know that like they're always with him. So like that's all that was. It's the same thing. You know, I tell you this though, right? This whole experience, right? This whole you know getting involved in Star Wars. The thing that was the most mind blowing to me mm-hmm. was finding out. That Anakin Scott, Anakin was Darth Vader. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> wow. Wow, man. Yeah. wow. You when introduced did you, when did you him. Find out? You introduced him in his evil stage to the world. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, but when did you find that out? When I watched that twenty-minute documentary. Because <laughs> that because you find that on the prequels, right? Yeah. No, you find it out. Yeah. Oh, do you? I didn't. Yeah, because like Obi Wan is telling Luke about knowing Anakin Mm -hmm. and like how they was homies and stuff. Uh, The prequels. Anakin is Darth Vader in the second one. The prequels. Uh, The whole time you know that he's going to become Darth Vader. It's kind of like it's like a tragic irony. Yeah, like like Greek. Um, So this is my biggest thing that I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Force healing. I'm like, it's a little forced, but I'll allow it. It's a little forced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. See what I did there. <laughs> you forced but, it. But I'll, but I'll allow it, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a reach, but I'll allow it because it's not the first time we've seen it anywhere in this universe. Him being like the two healing the one and sucking That's weird. Life. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Oh, and in the whole the force dyad, they say force dyad two times, which is like, what even is that? And yeah, that, they're, they're, they're never needed to be two Jedi. That's a Sith thing. So I'm like, what? Yes, it's super. It's super contrived and just made up for whatever. And you know, I also think like you know when I don't I, think we needed that. I don't no. think we needed to see him suck. No, it's weird. Stupid. It's it feels like a late thing to introduce this whole new concept. And then this whole thing of like, oh, all the Sith live in me, and. I'm. I would need you to kill me so that all the Sith can live in you. And that I'm sounds like, freaky. We I'm like, what is it? That's never been a do? thing. That's not a thing. We don't transfer souls from one person. No, to another. we never have transferred a soul. It, so, so wait. So maybe, maybe I'm trying to wrap my head around how this would work. So, <laughs> and then there's all these. There's thousands of hooded guys in this arena in the stands. Where did they all Black come Panther? from? Are they real people or are they like spirits? I don't I have know. No clue. But yeah, they're never introduced before that. These faceless hooded guys, and it's sort of implied they're that not, they're extras. not real people. It's implied that there's this whole community of cult-like Sith followers, but you don't see them until this arena scene, and then so it's, we don't know how they're even. And working they don't, in they right. don't the have order. the they don't have the MacGuffin, so they wouldn't even know how to get to the planet. But they, like, I think that's the idea, right? It's like they're there this whole time, like there's oh, this Sith. They're just down yeah. there worshiping him, <laughs> yeah. right? But you, him you would think you would like show them earlier in the movie or in somewhere else in the trilogy right like yes like some sith worshipers but they just pretty much show up and you're like oh there's thousands of other people on this planet i thought it was just palpatine and like his little monkey cloning guys you know <laughs> yeah and cloning kylo ren walks in and they're like hey what you, what's up man, what's up, man? You're, emperor, you're looking for the emperor he's right over there same thing with ray like, <laughs> he's on the other side of that pillar same thing with ray i don't Okay, so the big reveal is that they telegraph the fuck out of her being a Palpatine when she like blows up the train. Oh, with accidental force lightning? Yeah, and I'm like, nobody has force lightning except for him. So, like, when she does the force lightning, I'm like, oh. Dooku has force lightning. You're right. And I think it's cool that she does it accidentally. I think it's the the idea that you might be able to accidentally discover force power. I'm into that. But if you're not, that's fine. Kind of like how Anakin accidentally force chokes Padme, he just instinctively does it. And then that yeah. becomes his favorite thing. He was like, actually, that was kind of sweet. Like, I'm sorry I did it to my wife, but definitely going to do it to other people. I, well, if you're going to accidentally do it. I oh, Jesus. I, mean, <laughs> I, 
I, I mean, like, but what I'm saying is they telegraphed it. It wasn't that big of a reveal at that point because once I saw her do it, I was like, okay, this is her bloodline. They're trying to prepare you for the utter BS that is that <laughs> that reveal. They're trying Mara to soften it. was probably it. very sick of me because every time something shocking would happen, I was like, <gasps> right. no, uh, she did that, Martin. Oh, uh, no, I was like dozing off through the movie. No, so. he, was, he was legitimately snoring. And oh, I like, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was more right. like that. Martin the Merch Man, I need to know how you feel about the final fight between Palpatine and Rey and Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, that whole third act that action sequence. Knights of Ren, like, turning on him thing was weird, too. I, 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 they were okay to me. I know people don't really like it. But. They were never really characters. Like, you don't even know who they are. Because they're in the expanded universe. No, but, I mean, it's fine. They're just like the uh, Praetorian guards or the, yeah. you know, that's they're just cool-looking guys. I'm okay with that. But did you like that whole action sequence? The only thing I liked was the force bomb moment when she's fighting with the lightsaber and she like teleports it to him. Hands it off. That, that is dope. Yeah, that dude. was dope. <laughs> I really didn't know where that was going. I was like, yeah. what is she doing? And then I forgot that they can now, you know, now they can send physical objects in between them. Yeah, yeah. they did that in the last movie. But it yeah, was really in this cool movie right too, there. yeah. It because they hadn't cool. done it at all in this movie, so for them. Well, to do yeah, that, no, because cool. when they fight, uh, when they have the fight from the different planets, and like they knock something over in Kylo's world, and it comes, mm-hmm. it shows up. So yeah. that was a that was a well done cinematic device where they kind of set up that payoff, right? But I think it's weird that like Palpatine shows up right and doesn't really do anything cool. Ever. Yeah, it's weird that he's still like one dimensional after all these years. Yeah. Like there's and nothing else to his we character. We can't give him a lightsaber or something. So or... powerful. And all he does is just pontificate and force lightning the sky, which looks like every superhero movie from the past 10 years. So, okay. <laughs> Chris, force lightning the sky. Chris had an excellent miming of <laughs> force lightning <laughs> the sky. So, so here was my other thing with that. Back to what you said about like transferring all of the Sith that live in him into Rey. Why didn't he just do that to fucking Darth Vader when Darth kills him? In the, in the exactly. Third movie. Well, so I think the idea is if He's you do it, to if you do it with hate in your heart, if you kill with hate in your heart, that's how the Sith get in you. That's the retcon now. Oh, so because so Darth because Vader did it out loving. of love, okay, and because Ray and, and did, Kylo did it out of love, right? So that's why it doesn't work. But that's this is a new idea for this movie, <laughs> right? Because the idea was actually symbolic with Luke, mm-hmm. where he was like, "If you can kill me, it's fine. Because if you kill me." the hate that it took you to do that will take over your soul and I know that I've won. Mm-hmm. Which is a much cooler idea than like, oh no, literally, like my spirit is gonna like be inside you. <laughs> like that's so stupid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use yeah. metaphorians to rape your ass. It's weird. It's so, it's so bad. I and now then, identify as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I am a woman. Oh, Emperor man. woman. Do that again. Oh. I'm, I'm really into your like. Oh yes, I do a very good Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying yeah. to avoid doing it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you? Did you? Were you cool with the ending? The whole like I'm a Skywalker because I wasn't. I was it's like, weird. A, a name that. doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> like you might as well just be yeah. a Palpatine. She could just still be Ray to me. Yeah, I never cared who her parents were in the first place. Like I did. I mean, I wanted to know who she was. In the Force Awakens, I cared about it. But once they said that they were nobody, I, I was like, like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this movie. I didn't like it, but I accepted it. Sure, and and that's fine. And I. I was like, wow, that's big subversion, but I was okay with it as well. Mm-hmm. But then for this movie to backpedal on that, it it's, it's worse. Because we already have been through accepting that she was nobody. So then to be like, no, but she is actually Palpatine. And you're like, okay, great. I don't care. And yeah, it's so contrived. Some random lady shows up and says, you know, you're Ray. Ray who? 
Who cares? A bunch of people got one name names <laughs> yeah. in this in this Nobody's universe. Like Yoda. Yeah. What's your surname? Ray. Yoda, where's your family name, dog? <laughs> um, but you know, and then yeah, Ray Skywalker. It feels like you're just checking the boxes. Yeah, but what's weird to me is like when you think about it, the Skywalkers are like probably responsible for like the most deaths of Jedi. <laughs> so if your name is Ray Skywalker, that's like being Ray Hitler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, I'm the descendant of his, his brother. He's much the good one, guy. the cool right. one. Yeah, yeah, Frank Hitler. <laughs> Frank Hitler was my uncle. Yeah. Nah, Frank was chill. We don't talk about Uncle Adolph, you know. Yeah. Bin Laden, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, is is that is that? I I feel like I'm listening to grown people talk. You know what I mean? I, like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, uh, uh, what do they call it? Cram for the bar exam here. That's how I feel. Um, uh, is, is this, is that a good place to stop? I here? mean, can we just all wanna... like sum it up? Can we all give our little like yeah. opinions on it? Yeah. yeah, I'll go first. Okay, it was fun to watch. Obviously, I'm very frustrated with a lot of the plot things that this story does. I think they needed more time to write the script. That said, it is pretty cathartic. It's a fun movie. It's just not what I wanted, or, and it's not what makes me feel satisfied as an ending to this massive uh, series of films. That's me. Mm. That's strong words coming from you, Chandler. Uh, go um, I think there were cool moments and there were cool scenes. I think I was pretty much out once the whole Palpatine, like even in the trailer, I was like, oh, Palpatine's back. All right. I'm kind of out. And then the first scene where like there's all these cuts or whatever when you could have just done like a really cool action scene. I was like, this is going to be a long watch. Right. So so you showed up just to protest in person and sleep. I mean, I was hoping it would be good, but you I knew. Mari <laughs> <laughs> yeah. came in with a neck pillow. <laughs> he was just a case. Uh, yeah. No lie, if it was I pick, I would have de- definitely been asleep. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, for you, it was it was a no-go. Um, no, it's all right. it's, it, it is what it is. I mean... <laughs> I, don't feel, I definitely asked you I, I don't hate you it like, You yeah. liked it I didn't like it that much yeah. Martin is hard to impress He didn't like Waves When we went to go see right, him either man. The same thing happened <laughs> we, were, we were talking after that movie He was like, We were like Yeah And such a me and Treasy Were like really discussing it and Martin was like, oh, I thought it was cliche Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martin's a hard customer Alright, Lizzie, what'd you think? Um, I actually I think I probably enjoyed this More than both of y'all um, Even though I have so many notes I just like to be in the room. I like to be there. It is a thing that I love. And it does not matter what happens in Star Wars. It's my abusive boyfriend that I'm never going to break up with. Like, I am am in this for the long haul. As long as they're continuing to make live action content and I'm able-bodied, I am going to go watch this shit. Take my money. So, that being said, I sat here and bitched for the better part of the episode about the things that I didn't like. But I am so invested I am so connected. Don't mm. ever talk shit about Chewie fucking ever. He has lost everyone that he loves except for Lando. Right. And if they kill Lando, I'm going to burn this bitch down. But I'm still going to keep watching. Right. So, <laughs> so um, like, I'm going to continue to love this no matter what. Gotcha. So I very much did enjoy it. I am, I unlike Chandler, I am satisfied, not so much with the execution, but it's just kind of like, whew, I was there and it's over. Gotcha. Like this thing that I'm so invested in, like I got to see it end. And right. I, I'm happy about that. I'm satisfied with that. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't say like I thought it was amazing and flawless, no, but I really enjoyed the ride. 
I mm. totally feel that. And like you, I'm always just here for Star Wars, I'm no matter what. Oh, that's, oh, why, that's why I still love the prequels, even though they're bad. Right. But episode three is good, though. Anyway. And Chris, you as, uh, as pretty much new to the <laughs> franchise, um, where, where do you feel about how this ended up? I think that if I were J.J. Abrams, Chris Terrio, George Lucas, Catherine Kennedy... Disney, Bob Iger, Bob Iger, I'd be sitting back patting myself on the back going, wow, they're going to be talking about this for another 40 years. <laughs> mm, interesting take. Yeah. Love it or hate it, they're yeah. talking about it. And we should mention, because I, I don't know how we went this long without mentioning it, but uh, Chris Schaefer actually is a close personal friend of John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention that at the top of the podcast. Dope, man. Well, um, I, I, I got to say... Uh, Per usual, I'm lost as fuck, um, but it's all to the good. Um, what were you about to say, Lizzie? I, I want to know, like, for you, Martin, and for you, Chandler, like, is there, like, what else do you want to see out of this universe? Are there things that you don't want to see again? Um, or are there things that you're really, obviously, the Mandalorian, like, I want you to watch this episode so we can talk because my heart is fucking broken. And. I've already got a merch idea. Me and Tracy talked about it, but yeah. I don't want to tell you yet because I don't want to spoil it for you. But, but like, I, I, I'm really, like, dialed into that. That is, like, Baby Yoda is my child. I will lay down my life. Like, like, but outside of that, what kind of content would you like to see? Or would you like it to just be the Mandalorian and that's it? I mean... I'm excited for whatever Star Wars content is coming out. On the docket right now, you've got... Um, Mandalorian season two, uh, Cassie and Andor and K2SO show, and then uh, the Obi Wan series to be directed by Deborah Chow. I'm excited for all that stuff. Um, that's all Disney Plus. Content. That's all Disney Plus content. No films are announced yet. A rumored announcement in January of the future for the film slate. I think that's to give them a little time to figure out exactly how they want to handle it. I actually would like to see the Han Solo story continue with all that Darth Maul stuff. I could, yeah, I think that would I be would cool. Like to see that. But I, you know, I think what I want mainly is even if you stay hovered around the same time period of stuff, I just want stuff to feel original and organic. Um, and that more comes down to what writers and directors you hire, um, you know, and and how much time you want to put into this. I don't want it to feel like just this corporate, you know, uh, machine where everything has to toe the the, the company line. Um, Is that how you feel about Mandalorian? Um, you know, I it's sometimes because it's okay. so familiar. It's so familiar visually and design wise. But also, I love John Favreau and Dave Filoni and uh, Rick Famuyiwa and Deborah Chow. Like all the stuff that they're doing creatively with that show is all. I should mention Bryce Dallas Howard too. I mean, I didn't like her episode, but Rick is he directs some of these two episodes, episodes and they're my favorite. Whoa, that's his different two. for his for his catalog. Yeah, so I mean, I I think it's all about the creatives, man. I just want to see people really doing stuff that they love with this, and even if it's not a win for me every time. Um, I'm right. still excited to see it. Nice. What about you, Martin? Um, I'm definitely with these three movies. I've always kind of been like, yo, can we get this over with so I can see Nice <laughs> the Old Republic? <laughs> yo, that, yes. Yeah, but um, nice. outside of that, uh, I just want them to have an idea. Like, it doesn't seem like these three movies were really an idea. I don't, I don't necessarily would say they were a cash grab because everybody who did the movies cared about the... Star Wars and the mythology and the story, mm -hmm. but they didn't really have an outline of like how they were going to get from movie to movie and 
they didn't really have a lot to say. There wasn't a lot of synergizing mm. going on. Yeah, there. yeah. Got it, man. Well, um, I, I'm I'm glad we did this, man. It seems cathartic. Uh, and I, I promise you guys, there, we're not gonna. There's not gonna be another Star Wars movie that comes out without me seeing these three. I promise you, I'm jumping on. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping on the boat. I got Disney Plus now. I have no excuse. They're all in one place. Um, uh, Schaefer, man, I want to say They're thank you. Not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> You're going to have to watch The Last Jedi on Netflix. Until, oh, like, January. Oh, yeah, 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 because it's still a licensing thing, right? Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Um, uh, Chris, man, thank you for – I'm glad that we got a chance to get you. You're not even 24 hours back in, ta- in, in, in the States from the press run. Damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and, you're, and, and big shout-out to your wife and your daughter, man, for allowing you to be on this show, um, you know, uh, to, to talk shit about Star Wars, which you're probably tired of at this point. Um, but you want to give your socials, man, uh, before we leave, like where people can find you and all this cool content we've talked about? Sure, yeah. on Instagram at Christopher Schaefer and follow uh, John Boyega at John Boyega. Yep. Uh, on Christopher Instagram. Schaefer, no H. Yeah, no H. Yeah, on Christopher Chris. Schaefer, no H. I hate spelling it because it's just long. Then just look. There's look no for H it. in Christopher. Yeah, yeah. So if you type in C R I S T O P H, your your social media is on fire, bro. Oh, no, thank you. It really is so good. It's like one of my favorite things when it pops up in the feed. Yeah, dude, for real. This is a huge honor for you to be here and to get to talk with you and yell at you about Star Wars, man. For real, thank you. I gotta do more content. And I will say this though about working with John, man. He makes it so easy. He's so fun to work with. He he's, seems he's, fun. He's got a really great energy. Hearing the trajectory of where his career is going and just hearing the history of how he started, I'm excited to dig into the past of what he's already done. And yeah. I'm excited for his future because he's got a lot coming up. He's got, yeah. He he was in a, um, what is the name of that movie, man, that I really liked that came on uh, Netflix? It had, it had Rotimi in it. I know what you're um, talking about. Oh, it was Martin really Chicago. good. What was the name of that movie, Martin? Because you didn't really I didn't like, like it. Talking about uh, the Alien joint? No, no. no it was like, a movie set in like like South Central or something. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. And um, it was really, really, really good, man. He's he's a phenomenal actor, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, great guy to work with, man. Really good, really good energy. Yeah. You know, he gets it. He understands it. And I think he is on the path that he wants to be. Good. You know what I mean? Good, man. I'm, I'm sure he's probably got a really humbling story. Um. You know. It was called Imperial Dreams. Imperial Dreams. There you go. That was an excellent that was film. In 2014. It doesn't feel like it was that well, long no, ago. Well, no, it was it was sh- shot and oh, done in 2014. Then I think it it, it wasn't released till like 2016 or 20 something like that. Oh, um, 2018. Yeah, yeah. But it was I, I I really liked it and that gave me a good understanding of his range um, from watching that film, mm-hmm. Imperial Dreams. Chris, you should go back and watch that. Yeah. Really, really dope, man. Um, but yeah, man, that's it for the kind of movie critics for today, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys picked up something, learned something. I mean, probably identify with Chancellor, <laughs> or Ch- I called you Chancellor. I meant Chandler. Uh, Chancellor's my dog's name, hey. by the way. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I get you guys confused. What he's saying sometimes. is you're his dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My dog. Right. That was a good way to clean it up. I was saying both of y'all have immaculate hairs, uh, heads of hair. That's what, um, okay. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> but um, uh, you know the routine, man. You can follow Kinda Movie Critics on Instagram and Facebook at Kinda, K-I-N-D-A Movie Critics. 
and on Twitter at uh, Kinda Movie Crits, C-R-I-T-S. Uh, and don't forget, man, listen to the Act 3 podcast if you want to hear more. Uh, you know, just another take on films. They're, the discussions are a little bit different from here, but that is a podcast that actually uh, Chandler is uh, on with his co-host, Stephen Wall, if you want to give him the plugs for that. Uh, yeah, that's at act3podcast.com. Uh, that's the best place to find it. It is on all your favorite podcast apps, but uh, if you go to the website you can uh, from the player, you can subscribe anywhere you want from right there. Uh, nice. And uh, thank you for the very sincere plug. That's oh, very nice. Always, man. You and guys uh, are... the check is in the mail for that one and uh, the next one on the next episode. Thank you. Yeah, no Thank problem. You. I didn't forget about it. Because this will be the end of the run if that's the, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I know. I understand. This is okay. a, it's a per plug basis. There you go. I appreciate you, man. And as always, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. We're kind of not. Just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.